warming here. No, let's start it on that. Let's start that. Let's start it there. <laughs> start it like, cracky, it's warming here. Cracky, it's warming here. <laughs> yes, hello and welcome to Heatwave 1998. <laughs> I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> no, Bunker, put the chair down. <laughs> yes, hello and welcome to another exciting edition, Grapple fans, of the Lost Art of Wrestling Roundtable podcast. So Bonk can't throw kayfabe in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because fuck you, that's why. <sighs> kayfabe will come up later, don't worry. Oh, I'm sure it will. James Cornette. <laughs> James B. Cornette. <laughs> James B. Cornette. <laughs> I am, of course, your host, AXC. Joined once again by the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man in podcasting, professional podcasting, even. He is a man who is a dazzler, still. Delivering audio bronze. Who are you introducing here? Is it coming any free? Yeah, it could be. Well, if you'll let me finish. I was going to say, who is this? <laughs> He's known as Daddy in all 50 states. Again, it's we all three of us. It's Billy the Boy Bunkle. How are we doing? <laughs> See, there, there's the audio bronze again, folks. <laughs> and in the corner to my right, he is a man who is also known as a stowaway. <laughs> From the Phoenix pod... And the last star to WrestleBox, it's Lewis Ogden. Hello there. How's it doing? How's doing fine. (laughs) Nothing offensive, nothing blue. Except Bungle's (laughs) t-shirt. Your t-shirt's blue. It matches your can of Foster's there. (laughs) 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 And, of course, the other voice you can hear, the, (laughs) the man who is known as the Master of Boys... And also, not a dazzler because he's not not daz. It's Mr. Anthony Dark. Well, hello, hello. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want it now. Thank you. <laughs> Give it to me now. Yeah, I can't really do it. So, like, <laughs> I appreciate the attempt, though. I really I just, do. I just sound like a cat being strangled. <laughs> Well, gents, this is the, I mean, the well, the first roundtable we've done in the the Corona era, shall we call it? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Well, I mean, when it comes to sort of like the aspect of wrestling, it definitely is because, as I say, we've done uh, we've done our pay per view reviews in our uh, collaborative efforts. But yeah, I think sort of like in a roundtable concept, this is the first time we've done it since the COVID nineteen pandemic properly hit. Definitely. Well, shit. Mm. So what's been happening in the world of wrestling that you've been paying attention to, gents? It's fucking garbage. Um, well, thanks very much. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it's sort of like... 
I swear we did like a, I think it was an RAD podcast where they were talking about sort of like WrestleMania being in being you know at the performance center in Florida and it being held in front of no fans and I can't remember who it was at the time it might have been might have been Morrison actually that was sort of like basically going on of the fact of oh I think you could have a I think you can have wrestling in sort of like in uh, in empty arenas. And I think the general consensus from the rest of us was just sort of like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, and, you know, I, I like to think that we've been proven right because, you know, wrestling is a, I want to say an art form, but it is a form of entertainment that needs that crowd interaction, that needs that crowd participation. Because I think without it, it's the equivalent of sort of like watching a music video without the sound at times, really. Yes, it does. a pretty good or, analogy. Or sort of like, you know, going to like a comedy gig or like a music gig and then not being in a, not being a crowd there. Like you need, like if with wrestling, you need some, you need like a crowd there to feed off the interaction, to feed off the, um, emotion that they're giving that in a whole sort of like adds to the product that's being presented. I think the big, I think the big thing that stands out to me is like I look at it in terms of in terms of take take Drew McIntyre's title run for example. When he won the title, we all oh, t- everybody everybody who watched it, it was like oh that was a bit shit, wasn't it? So it didn't do anything. But if that's well, happening in front yeah. of a live crowd, because it's big moves, because it's a big victory, the crowd would have gone mental for it. The crowd would have ate that up because there's no crowd there. There's no emotion to it. It's just kind of like, well, that was a bit shit. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's you know, and it's the same. I've found that with a lot of wrestling that I've watched where there's been no crowd. Again, say on the same WrestleMania pay-per-view, the tag team that's not a tag team ladder match, doing all these big moves and putting people through ladders and stuff, and it just felt awkward and out of place. But it's because there was no crowd. For that as well, though, there was the fact it was like they did the. I think was it was it Ju so or Ju so wasn't it or was it Jimmy? God, on the nose. One of them, either way. And they did that bit where one of them like fell off the ladder and landed outside. But they, they filmed it in such a way where it's like, well, yeah, he landed on the crash pad. Yeah. But, but they, they fucked it up, so they had to film it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be honest with you, when you said sort of like, is it Jimmy or is it Jey Uso? It's like, I'm pretty sure it's the one that doesn't have, like, constant DWIs. DWIs. DWIs, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sort of like, you, you think about, like, Drew McIntyre's, like, run run as WWE champion. I mean you can just look back at sort of the ninety one the title and it just being the case of just nothing. You felt nothing because you I mean like it it, you know it's it's these kind of things are just sort of like, you know, oh my God, this is a great big massive moment, but you're doing it in an empty arena. Like um I mean to be honest with you, throughout this whole pandemic, I was just sat there thinking, 
and this goes to AEW as well, not just WWE, but surely it would have been sort of better in hindsight if they'd have just taken the product completely off the air, much like NWA did, much like New Japan did, and just sort of like, you know, wait for, you know, it's settled down that little bit more, and then you can come back in like three, four months' time and, you know, just sort of like fresh perspective, fresh look, fresh tra- fresh, ugh, fresh way of just sort of like booking your company as a whole. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that had done sort of like more gangbusters. Because the thing is, lads, the thing is, wrestling is at an all-time low in terms of popularity. Mm-hmm. You know, people can people can talk about sort of like the new generation era and all this MacGuffins and all this, all this, you know, sort of stuff. They're not posting record low rating numbers or record low like viewing figures or whatever, like we currently are at the moment. And the thing is, with sort of like the Wednesday Night Wars between AEW and NXT, you know, they're sort of like they're all about, you know, Oh, who can have the highest, you know, viewing figures this week? Like, I think this past week, AEW sort of like touched over 900 fans, 900,000, 900,000 fans, and NXT was 753,000. Yeah. And this is a great big massive deal. That's less than a million people watching wrestling. Yeah. Like, if you go back to like start of the previous decade, that was at the very least sort of like in the four million bracket. Yeah. In terms of viewership. Like it's scary. It's fucking scary. Is that or is that not because of um promotions uh, like, like NWA now or people just go on YouTube to watch it? People can easily do- if you have an Amazon Fire Stick like I do, just download the New Japan app, watch that on there. Um I watch AEW. In, de- in, in defense of AEW, they did record a plethora of shows. But, oh, so fuck off, you're smiling. Going, oh, here we go. No, <laughs> they did record a plethora of shows in prediction of this pandemic thing going on. And then he just put them out. And then when it, we were allowed to do live shows again, obviously they went ahead and they did them with uh, <clears throat> their own roster in the crowd. And it was all fine and dandy. And they've been doing that ever since. Um, they haven't been doing um, extremely shit shows like WWE have, which have been shitly written, um, poorly performed. You know what really made me fucking laugh, right? They put these big, massive, giant, clear screens around the, uh, the what would be the, 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 I call it the border. I call it the border for the sake of who the McMahons um, are friends with. We'll call it a border. And <laughs> someone, someone tell me, I'm ready for this tonight. I'm ready. What made me laugh is, oh, we always make sure our talent social distance and all that. And they literally had the street prophets dancing through the fecking crowd. And he was like, what the fuck are you playing at, lad? Um, and you have to realise this is coming. This is coming from a company who's, who's like main production manager, a.k.a. Kevin Dunn, who, you know, the, <laughs> Jim Cornette always describes as being a bucky beavered motherfucker. <laughs> He's got, like, this potato chips. Like that. You know, Jim, 
I find you tiresome. Um, no, it's true. It's true. There, there is actually there is actually a video compilation on YouTube where it's just sort of like people like somebody's taken like his Kevin Dunn impressions from all the YouTube shoots he's done and just sort of like spicing them together into one. <laughs> Fantastic little video. I'll see if I can find the link in a little bit. Oh, I'm but, still watching that after. It's, <laughs> I'm so oh, it's it's fantastic. It's fucking fantastic. But now this guy who's been in charge of sort of like the production production side of things at WWE for fucking years, basically just sort of like has a contributing factor to creative. You know, people might not want to see that he doesn't, but he does. This is coming from the same man who, when they were looking at bringing sort of like a small amount of people back into recordings and stuff like that, you know, fans into the arena, he was um, he was quoted as saying sort of like you know that face masks weren't compulsory, weren't like mandatory, or it's like compulsory, mandatory. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Well, right. Just make up a line. So, we'll say it's the truth. It's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> Might as well, because that's what fucking WWE do. Never um, let the truth spoil a good rumor. That's what I say. Yeah. He just bit. Well, like WWE as a whole was sort of like of a case of, you know, we don't want people. We want. We don't want people who are going to be in the audience to be wearing masks because we feel that it has a excuse me, we don't think it gives a good look for our show. And if you want to come in wearing masks, you're not a real fan. What kind of fucked up fucking philosophy is that? This what is the same company that? that fired God knows how many people just to keep a record profit, not to keep a profit margin, not to balance the books, not to slightly break even, to keep a record profit Margin. This is just, just what are you doing watching these shit houses? What are some people doing watching? There's WWE fans and there's pro wrestling fans. I genuinely think there's a, there's a massive divide there. Because let's because. be honest, if you love the sport of pro wrestling and you respect, and I can see your fucking Facebook. <laughs> if you love the sport of pro wrestling and you respect what those guys and girls do out there, why the hell would you look to someone who fires people just to keep a record profit margin that puts uh, the talent at risk on a daily basis and he's all in all a control freak and associates himself with, which is undoubtedly the worst president that's ever graced God's green earth? I mean, who 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 thinks that and goes... Yeah, but he has a good TV show. I mean, come on! I'll tell you who watches it. Americans. There you are. Yeah. Well, WWE fans, for the most part, are great big fucking masochists because they've been putting up with the shit booking, the, you know, the wrong people getting pushed, the good people sort of, like, not being given a push. They've been putting up with that shit for fucking years. Shinsuke Nakamura's in a tag team. Shinsuke Nakamura is in a tag team. I could fucking scream for fuck's sake. What are you doing? Come on. Oh, that's Sorry, a two. Nakamura, Nakamura is sort of like a two-way street, really, because he's sort of like treating his WWE run as just sort of like, ah, this is this is just kind of like a nice little break for me. You know, after 
the years and years of being in New Japan wrestling and just basically having the shit knocked out of me. I'm just going to take things easy. Mm. But who looks at Shinsuke me, Nakamura and goes, oh, we've got nothing for him singles. We'll put him in a tag team. Who does that? I'll tell you who does that. Someone with no creativity, no one who can think properly. No, because the thing is, like, WWE is not booked for WWE fans. It's booked for Vince McMahon. Always has been. No matter what people want to fucking say. And, you know, you can go back to, well, I mean, you can go back sort of like further than like the, the reference that I'm giving here. But like Vince McMahon truly thought that the best um, option that he had for WrestleMania 30 was a main event of Batista and Randy Orton. Despite the fact that Daniel Bryan was the hottest thing in fucking wrestling at the time in God knows how fucking long. Like, they were going to, like, relegate him to sort of, like, a mid-card match with Sheamus. Like, they, 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 they don't... They don't think. They don't just, get it. Not, they don't get they're it. Not thinking, no. They're not thinking They're not thinking of the broader aspect. They literally just think, there's one guy, we'll push him to the moon, he'll be fucking Superman. The rest, eh, you know, doesn't really matter, because we've got the one guy. I know, I, to be fair, I know everything that... You're all saying, um, you know, and if we're looking at the WWE, you know, the WWE has always been booked poorly. Yeah. And the big problem is there is no alternative. There is no true alternative. Before Ant starts talking about AEW, which is WWE. That's going to talk about NWA, but off you go. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) But there is no alternative on a national TV station no there is no, no you, so if you you say oh well ROH there with Sinclair so you look at this Sinclair own ROH doesn't go out to as many homes in America as USA does as TNT does there is no true alternative because you watch AEW and you see oh well it's a bit it's a shitty production all right yeah and it's basically wwe light your main stars are all guys who've come out of wwe except for fucking flip de doo idiots twinkle toes mcfinger bang i've never heard of him before finger bang kenny olivier whatever you want to call him yeah i was about to say i thought i thought it was going to be kenny olivier but i wasn't 100 percent certain your 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 top star is an ex-WWE guy who's Stone Cold Steve Austin light because he has shit matches where he has to have hardcore things in it all the time and it's just trash. So there is no true alternative. Your alternatives, if you want to look at, say, your New Japan, your NWA, something like that, then you're looking online. It's not the same. They haven't got national syndication, really. I mean, sort of like... this the. I think the problem is, is that for years, like, um, television production companies have literally just been based on the idea of just sort of like, we either want WWE or nothing. Yeah. Well, you've got to look at the viewing figures again. AW, say, talked about 900,000. You actually look at the swing on a Wednesday night. The swing is about 200,000 viewers. And it swings one way or the other, depending upon what's on what week. 
Raw, SmackDown are doing two, three million. There's a big difference. Do they wish they were doing two? Do they wish they were doing two or three million, mate? <laughs> yeah, it's like Raw last week was one point seven, if that. Yeah, it's in sort of like the at the moment it's in like the one point six to one point eight million bracket. Well, just because there's if if that's their mindset of oh we're we're the only option of good professional wrestling on a major network is that an excuse to put out a shitty product? Really? Is that an excuse? Because eventually, if, if you eventually, in another 10 years of time, they keep doing that and keep taking their position for granted, someone else, and I'm not going to say it's AEW because it might be, it might not, it's probably going to be NWA the way they're going on. Who would rather, what would you rather, a free show on bloody YouTube? Get your fire stick on it, get you on your telly. It's fantastic. AEW, it's on ITV in the UK. I'm not going to buy BT just for the fucking WWE. I'm not going to buy BT at all, to be honest with you. No, no effects to British Telecom. But fucking knows. By, by the way, Steve McMahon, I mean, you're an arse. Um, <laughs> just to get that out there while, while we're on the subject. But honestly, why why would I go out and spend an extra 500 million quid to get BT Sport to watch a half-arsed product that I'm probably not going to like when I've got two free options of... Um, AW and ITV and NWA on YouTube. Why no, would I bother? To, I know. To throw my, Go on. To throw my opinion in here, as going back to what Bunker was saying about like ROH like not been on, it's on, it's, in, it's still on Sinclair in America. I think so. I don't know what Sinclair is. <laughs> I know it was a, it was like a, a cable broadcasting network yeah. or something. But, but like in America, it's a case of either you have X cable company, which is you get HBO and you get all that sort of thing, or you have your satellite company where you don't get HBO and you might get the channel that roars on or whatever and SmackDown uh, USA. USA, This yeah. is how out of the loop I am, like, fucking... Oh, wait, no, uh, SmackDown's on Fox now. I'm yeah, so, like, I think Fox winning. is on, like, cable or something, so it's you've got, like, just, you'll probably get, like, both on cable or satellite <laughs> over there, whereas, like, over here you've got Virgin Media or Sky or BT, you've got the option of, you can buy, get you can watch more of a SmackDown on Sky Sports or BT Sports, whatever. Yeah. But going back as well, um, well, you can, you can watch ROH for free, the TV stuff, on fight.tv online. And, of course, more and more people have got smart TVs nowadays where you can just stream an app or whatever, or a stick or whatever, like... But then going back as well to the the wars, like remember, remember when TNA tried to compete with WWE? Yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck them guys. Well, more the fact it's like, well, more the more the fact it was like, yeah, we're we're going to compete, like we're going to be on Monday nights or whatever, and it's like, no shit, we're going to be on Wednesdays instead. And then they sort of quietly moved to like Friday nights when no one would watch them because it was like two in the morning. Then they, then they put on Pop. In America, whatever channel that is. Well, um, it was, it was well, it was the whole thing with the whole thing with TNA was um, basically Spike TV didn't want TNA to be using uh, Vince Russo as a creative consultant, and Dixie Carter, who was the owner at the time, just basically said, "Yeah, it's okay, no problem. We haven't got Vince Russo on our books." Whilst quietly, quietly <laughs> hiring him as a creative consultant. And it was literally only, I forget who it was, um, 
like I think it was like Russo was sending like a like a script to he was meaning to say send it to Mike Tanay, but he sent it to like a different Mike who worked for like PWA PW Torch, and that's how the whole thing sort of like got. That's, that's how the whole thing just got sort of like you know thrown out of the open. Email correctly, what an absolute dick. <laughs> but like in terms of that, like uh, there was always that thing of like, oh, WWE doesn't see TNA as competition because they they're like they're pulling in um, shit numbers, and it's like. Oh yeah, this guy's been released in WWE, and all of a sudden they they appear on TNA like it's some big surprise. Like it's kind of the same with AEW, but like the thing I read today before we came on was like, uh, what's he called? Kurt Hawkins was like um, saying about how WWE was like trying to offer like astronomical contracts to keep people away from AEW. I, do, I on on that note, I, I generally do not believe that it's just. Um... AUW that's the competition. I think it's everything else that's the competition. You look at all the options that pro wrestling fans um, have now, and unfortunately for WWE, they are not the be-all and end-all of wrestling anymore. It's not that you, you watch wrestling and it's WWE. You, you can watch New Japan. You can watch Ring of Honor, AEW, NWA. There's so many uh, Impact Wrestling if you're really desperate. But you can watch... <laughs> sorry but you can watch all these different options and unfortunately for WWE they, they are not the be all and end all they're really really not and even NXT now it, it doesn't get it NXT UK is just probably almost destroyed the UK wrestling scene in my opinion it was a way to keep the UK wrestling scene down it was a way to um, suppress the, the UK wrestling scene, and I hope the boys and girls who are under that uh, moniker of NXT UK um, quickly get out of their fucking contracts and come back to um, ICW Progress or wherever they, they were in the first place, because let's be honest, they were sold a dream of being a WWE superstar, and they've been shithoused on with media I mean, shows in, in terms theaters. of In terms of like ICW and Progress and stuff, though, there's like the whole thing of like going back to the on-demand stuff, there's that, that talk of, oh yeah, they're, they're going to appear on the network at some point, because like when they put the Evolve special on, mm. and they're saying, there was that rumour going around for ages, going, they're going to do a £15 tier, or $15 tier for the network, where you're going to get ICW, Progress, uh, WXW, Evolve, and other, com- other indie companies that might sign up to the network. But then like you've got like all these other ones, whether it's like Fight TV, you've got uh, IWTV, you've got High Spots On Demand, and all these other little companies doing their own on-demand thing. Like so, you've like yeah, like New Japan World as well. So you've well, got. I'd rather wealth... pay for that to watch a half-assed product on a Monday. Or well, as, as, Bunkle, as Bunkle find out, having to pay for Mania. Yeah. You paid for Mania. I didn't, I didn't have the option. You, your financial choices, wasn't it? <laughs> It wasn't a financial choice. It told me I wouldn't have to pay for it, and then it took the money out of my account anyway. Did you so buy a fire extinguisher full of chocolate as well? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I, I think it's like... I think it only came out in sort of like the last week or something like that that they've actually scrapped the idea of doing a tier system for the network. So... 
Yeah, the the guy who was the guy whose idea it was. I think he's the one they let they let go recently. They've taken they've taken on some other new guy who's like the chief branding officer or chief something or other for that who's going to oversee like the network or something going forward. So, so is is ICW uh, actually going to be on the network at some point or not? Um, probably not now. So why have they essentially sold their souls? Because what really fucking hurt me is ICW are a fairly good uh, UK promotion. Let's be honest, they're very, very good. They have good stars, um, and they've. I, I like the whole production thing. I like the. I like everywhere. I like everything. But and then I saw Triple H come out to one of their shows, and that showed me that you fuckers have fucking sold your soul to the devil here, haven't you? You really fucking yeah. have. And you know what? Fuck them for doing that. They to didn't jump have on to the ICW thing, I think they they had the 15 minutes when Grado got big. Because, of course, like Grado was their, like, their home star. And then, of course, like, uh, Grado's sort of his time, he's, he's had his time in the, in the spotlight. And then this, the, like, the speaking out movements come out and all that sort of thing. But even still, like, Grado went off doing TV and stuff, and he got on World of Sport. And oh, well, so did, then he got on that. TNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he was on TNA, like, and I think he popped up back in ICW, but I don't think it's, it's lost its thingy a bit. Like, it's, um, to be honest with you, despite like the only things you could really say that have had like contributing thing to wrestling was like Grado for a couple for a cup of coffee and then sort of like the resurgence of Drew McIntyre bar that like can anybody really think of like any significant moment where ICW just sort of like you know had an effect on the wrestling world there was only really like no I'm da no I'm da was I, I, I thought no I'm da got start there yeah but it's now they they kind of did the insane fight club documentaries. They did the first one of them, which like really sort of got them into that sort of spotlight of popularity. Then of course it was all centered around this is Grado and this is this person. This is how we come up with our storylines and that sort of thing. Madonna, Madonna does his theme song. Listen to Madonna and sing Madonna. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, then it's like the same with Progress, like because pro- like they were both sort of. Uh, alternate products like ICW was for the over 18s and Progress was for the strong style fans, but then both sold out to well, not sold out, but they, no, they both, sold out. They'll just say, Well, sold out. right, yeah, it's so they both selling. sold out to WWE. To be oh, honest sorry. with you, you think about it this way, right? The, the WWE, like, look at the WWE just bought is it Evolved that they just bought? Yeah, a yeah. promotion. You're never going to see any of the sh- any of the product from that company show up on the network. I call it now because what they will do is they'll take clips from that show where they're up and coming stars who have appeared there w- once upon a time have been, and they'll put it in a video package, this little clip, and you'll get about 15 seconds from them when they started there. Yeah, like they did it. They did it with. Um, 
It would be doc- a documentary, did. won't it? Yeah, but they did... Footage courtesy of Revolve Wrestling. They did it with AJ Styles. When, was it one of the WrestleManias or something? They showed a few clips of TNA. Yeah. Yeah? That's what they'll do. They're not... In, they're not you know, you say that, okay, well, they've sold out and, you know, these little companies, which is what they are. They are little companies have sold out, but they've got to make money somewhere. They and were making money. Well, if if they weren't they making money, they wouldn't be worth investing in. Evolve kind of went down because of COVID, to be fair, because they, yeah. they, they lost loads of money from not doing Mania Weekend. Yeah, but I mean, but just, what I'm trying to say is the WWE isn't going to these companies and saying, oh, look, we'll buy you out and, you know, we'll dissolve you. Yeah, they're giving them a boost of income for whatever tape library or whatever clips they can use and then saying, here's a little boost of money and it's how, how, what they do with it is what's going on. Oh, yeah, they got a boost, but like with ICW in progress, there was a thing in the contract where it did say they could, WWE could buy them out within the first five years of the contracts and that no questions asked. If they if they so much chose to, they could have easily just gone, right, progress is no more, we're buying you. Yeah, but uh, why would you do that to your, to your own company? Why do you start anything? No, if I get to make money, I could, yeah. Because you have to make money. Yeah, I was going to say, Ant, you're looking at it from sort of like the aspect of a wrestling fan. They're literally looking at it from the aspect of being a businessman and just wanting to make a quick buck. That's all they're thinking about is just sort of like the here and there of making money as quickly and as much as possible. They're not thinking about like... This is the whole thing of just sort of like, you know, they're not thinking in the long term. They're thinking of in the short term and how much money they can get into the pockets as quickly as possible. Yeah. At the end Which, of the day, this is why fans, fans running companies, doesn't running a wrestling company doesn't tend to work. Because we think one thing, we think it's all about this. And it's not. It's about, it, it's a business. And you've got to look at it as a business. What these wrestlers are to you is a commodity. Yeah. And OK, you say that and it create the creation of NXT UK is destroyed. It's destroyed, you know, independent wrestling in the UK. Does that matter to Vince McMahon? Absolutely fucking not. He has picked up the, the any commodity he can in the UK, any wrestler that he thinks, ah, oh, well, people kind of like that guy. Oh, people kind of like that guy. And now they are pigeonholed as that as a commodity to him. They can still go out and work their independent dates if they want, as most of them, as a fair number of them seem to do, but they get a boost of income because they're, what they have to sell him as a business is their body, their work. Yeah. And they get paid handsomely for it and fuck everybody else. Cause it doesn't matter to him. He'll pick up your tape library along the line for a couple of hundred quid or whatever it is. And that's it. It don't matter. That's why they kept going. Oh well, why don't they buy TNA? So they've got the tape library. Why would he pay? Why would he pay to have it? TNA will go out of business eventually, and then he can pick up the tape library for peanuts in the bankruptcy proceedings. People have been saying that TNA is going to go out of business. Yeah, and it still hasn't happened. They're still like literally the equivalent. 
him as an example. I'm not saying he will. Well, <laughs> the equivalent of sort of like the, the equivalent of the sort of like the guy that goes rock climbing without sort of like a harness on, and every time they sort of like slip off, he somehow manages to sort of like fingertips, just finger grip on that like little bit of a ledge that sort of like k- keeps him afloat. But he's just sort of like you know, there's there's no chance he's going to get to the top. Well, getting back to the uh, the TV stuff, of course, uh, last week on Raw, we, we were teasing the appearance from Shane McMahon, which led into Raw Underground. <laughs> Roll lazy fucking useless cunts, Raw Underground. <laughs> Roll greedy cunts, we're going to shoot them all with rifle. La, 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 la. shit, pal. A desperate attempt at doing something different for one week to grab ratings for one week to try and cause a spike. It's back it's this better. week. It's back yeah. this week. So it must have done better. You didn't know this. Essentially, Raw, Raw Underground is the third hour going forward. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> wow. wow. So people must have people must have tuned in then. It got a hundred k. Viewer boost. There you go. 100,000, 150,000 more viewers, maybe. Something like that, yeah. So, for me, I think it's that thing. Well, it's the more the thing of, like, we'll we'll get into the fact that they play copycat in a minute. But I'll start playing the noose now. Send it this way, please. (laughs) I'll give it to Shane. We can just hang hang him above the ring and just let him swing a bit. He will kick our right. ass. Oh yeah. But as as like me That's and Lewis were, me and Lewis were discussing before the start of the Phoenix pod on Wednesday, it's like literally so for those who haven't seen it, essentially it's like a looks like a basement at the performance centre. Or the by like great start. It's a great it's, start. It's pretty much like I love the, a dirty basement. I love a dirty it's basement. It's pretty much the area where like Edge and Randy Orton Worked the way to in like for the in their match at Mania and Shane played what's that match back there? I could use that area, and so they put a ring up with no ropes and then gone. Here we are. We've got a fight club where there's no real rules and it's like oh yeah we've got some seven foot bloke who just like hit some guy in the stomach and like oh that's it he's done, and then we're gonna cut to some dancers and back to the ring then back to dancers and back like, dancers. Yes. Yeah. It's it's yeah, sort yeah. of like in like it's sort of like in very 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 early days TNA where they used to have sort of like the random strippers just dancing in cages near ringside. Think do you think WWE ECW? Yeah, with extreme <laughs> expose. Yeah. Yeah. But then even the dance like Shane McMahon's walking around with a microphone and even like two of the dancers like squaring up against each other and Shane was like, "We'll let you sort it next week." Yeah, it's that. It, it's it, it's it's even Shane himself is like, oh, we've still got things we need to work out, and it's like, yeah, because the entire premise of it is, oh, there's no rules. What the fuck is what, there's clearly rules? <laughs> the is, there's clearly rules. There's got to be rules. Oh no! There's like there's no rules, but there's a referee. And like <laughs> he's got this, he's got this guy. Like I said on fucking um, 
on like Twitter because like some tw- some other Twitter page tagged tagged me and asking me what I thought. So I replied to them with it in a copy and paste of what I put on Facebook, which I'm going to find for you now. What's, what I also love is just sort of like the concept of just sort of like this stuff that we've got here on Raw Underground, it's real, which is just basically great big massive letters, lettering saying that all stuff that's going on in the performance center is fake. Everything that happens here is real, which is just... Yes, it looks <laughs> shite. And so, so wait, so wait, is it, I'm, try, I'm trying to understand this. So... Are you telling me that they're trying to redo the Brawl for All but script it? Because yeah, if it's real, the only real no, writing no, that you have ever actually fucking done is the Brawl for All, and that was fucking garbage. TDM, essentially, right? They've, they've Shane, Shane O'Mac has watched Bloodsport from Mania last year and gone, I wouldn't mind doing that. But then they've had to like go, they've had to like throw the WWE mix into it, and like there's they put um, what's he called from Viking Raiders and Eric. Yeah, he's in it at one point, and he does like a single leg on some guy, like some jobber guy, like with no name, and then you, you can tell that he's doing his working punches. <laughs> it, it, to be honest, oh. and I I I mean this, and this is another very special not does service announcement. Please stop, <laughs> stop the underground shit. We don't believe it's real in the ring. We're not going to believe it's real in your little basement, Shane. So please stop. And why are you keeping dancing in your basement? That's weird, pal. Don't do that. <laughs> I kind of hope then you were going what? to do like Josh Groban on the man the buzzcocks, where he's like, he's like, like tell, tell people to stay away from your music. And he's like, yes, this is Josh Groban. And he's like, please, do not, do not buy your mother my, my CD. Buy, don't buy a put puppy, dancers in your basement, because if something <laughs> happens to one of them, you're going to be in trouble. I mean, historically, it's never worked out well. Also, don't put a ring in your basement. Not going to work out well either. Historically, it's not worked out well. well I've, um, I've, just, just keep I've, your basement fucking empty. I found just have a nice empty week. basement. All right. So the review from last week, which I put on the uh, Facebook page, was whilst I like the trashy basement sort of setup, it's a blatant rip-off of GCW Bloodsport events. And others that have done similar. Albeit with the WWE twist that fights the works and is in to end just because. Not to mention this Dabakato seven foot bloke seems to be a bit like Chong Lee from Bloodsport, the Bloodsport <laughs> film. Or if you send Enter the Dragon, it's Bolo Young. Um, as I then said, it'll become interesting if you they go with a proper Bloodsport style matches under similar rules or UWFI rules, which Paradigm Pro Wrestling recently used. Well, I can't help thinking WWE at, the point, at this point is going. Look at what they have. Let's try what they have. Let's put it on our show. I want what they have. I like the thing they have. Also, also, sorry, sorry, Bungle. I just have to to get to you because you you mentioned like Brawl for All and just sort of like the fact that it was garbage. The reason it was garbage because because they initially sort of like set it up as sort of like, you know, um, it's going to be like a real shoot fight sort of like dealing with Bob, um, you know, there's going to be a hundred grand at stake. And then I think it was like Steve Blackman that just basically said, so like, if I wanted to take a guy's leg out, I'd just sort of like be able to, you know, do that given that it's, uh, <laughs> given that it's, you know, an actual, you know, shoot fight environment, despite the fact that they sort of like, 
they pigeonholed Dr. Death Steve Williams to actually win the tournament uh-huh. and sort of like booked it in a way that they were scripting for him to actually win the whole thing. It's like you can't you can't like do a case of sort of like telling the boys it's a shoot and then trying to fucking work it because well just, I mean, you know historically don't if, fucking work if, if you I, I don't know if anybody else saw the dark side of the ring documentary about yep. the brawl for all and vince russo came out and said it's literally so somebody would knock out bradshaw i don't care <laughs> what happened to any of them i just wanted somebody to beat that motherfucker up i don't believe I mean, anything right. that boy says I think wow I think oh, he's no. a complete and utter dick. Bradshaw, me if that was true. Bradshaw, there's numerous stories about Bradshaw being like the sort of the backstage bully. Yeah. And uh, there are also stories of, of Steve Blackman. Him tra- he was trying to like rib Steve Blackman, and Steve Blackman apparently said to him, "He's like, if you carry on, I'm going to knock you out." And apparently Steve and Blackman, he, he tried yeah. to, and Steve Blackman, he's like just trying to rib him, yeah. And Steve Blackman literally turned around, hit him with like a flush kick on the jaw or something, and like knocked him clean out. Never got fucked with again. Yeah, but yeah. the interesting and that's the how you solve your problems, problems, people. Just kick people in the face. There. You know? <laughs> well, I also, I also say, got, don't do anything for you people. To, to, go, to go one better, I got blocked by JBL on Twitter. Oh, because, hello you. Off you go. Right. Tell us that story. Oh, sit down if you're not already. You're in, you're in for a treat here. No, we're all <laughs> sit down. We're very unhealthy. Off you go. <laughs> so, we're all definitely sat essentially, down. Essentially, <laughs> it was about a year or two ago, and it was round. May, June-ish, and Bradshaw sort of came out with this, what he thought was a funny anecdote of, oh yes, we're at the WrestleMania after party, and I was at the bar, and I was tipping at this the bartender with $100 JBL bills. He was uh, so ecstatic to be receiving these bills that he didn't even realise they were fake bills. And so I read it and replied, just replied, what the cunt? <laughs> Ten minutes later, I checked again. You've been blocked by JBL. Did you not like it, Cox? Did you not nope. like the, the nasty word from the, the mean man from all over the pond and everything? Evidently Did you not, not like the nasty words? Oh, what a shame, the fucking cowboy cunt. <laughs> um, not to mention to mention as well over the brawl for all, the funniest story is that not not only did Dan Severin get through the first round and dropped out because he's like, well... Like, I have nothing this, this, left to prove. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to prove anything. I'm the UFC champion. Not only that, but they paid Steve Williams the month, the prize money in advance. Yeah. This is okay. before before the tournament. It's like, because yeah, because there's, I think like Bob Holly's wrote in his book, who's sort of like he was in the trainers room after um Bart Gunner knocked out Steve Williams. He was sort of like getting you know looked over by the trainers, and they literally just turned around to the doctor. He's like. I don't know what they're going to do because they've already paid me the hundred grand of the price money. <laughs> Fuck me. I could just kind of see Vincent in his like just sat there on the like, couch and like, so uh, Steve, could we have it back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Well, it was, well, it honky tonk. As honky tonk man would probably tell you, man, it was the attitude era, man. It was a different era back then. You could <laughs> probably get away with it. As I as I went to a convention. Um, Full of a post on Twitter before, as of course, sort of going slightly off topic. Uh, Kamala passed away this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was at a convention with him, and I posted the video on Facebook where it's he, he sang for the Q and A audience and that. But uh, also in that in that room was uh, Roadway Animal, who I spoke to prior, who had one of the very heavy old Attitude Era tag belts that I got to hold and nearly wanted to steal. 
<laughs> because it's one of my favourite belts. And I just said to him, I was like, can I ask you a question, mate? And he's like, what's that? And I said, how did you get the belt? And he's like, oh, well, they sent Hawk off. It like Hawk was off. For, he'd done some, some drugs or other, so they sent him home. And then I wasn't used on TV, so we had the belts. And I just told him one day, he's like, yeah, Vince, I lost it. <laughs> and that was Go. that. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Aren't they? Not to mention, though, as well, speaking of belts, is like Enzo, well, for, formerly known as Enzo Amore, he's walking around with the cruise Little so. Because Little he never so. gave it back. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so, 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 basically, I what we're saying. Cruise week champion. Whoa. Just swing on. So it's it's not brawl for all, but it's work. It's essentially it's not brawl for all. It's not blood sport. It's, it's not wrestling. It's and it's, it's, a, it's a staged blood sport. It's a staged it's a staged blood sport in a Fight Club environment. Yeah, I think is how I described it. it, it literally hurt my brain thinking about it. They're, they're, but they're trying to mix like so they're putting in like WWE stars who like want to fight and all this sort of thing, or like as, as Shane sort of touting it. It's like a way for people to like settle their arguments and stuff. Because like so what Eric... the fucking ring in the actual arena is for? Exactly. <laughs> or am I Eric... just being incredibly it's not... stupid? It's not what a food is. They had Eric from the Viking Raiders, and this they had that this Dalba Kato guy who's like seven foot, and then this they had I think they had Dolph Ziggler on it as well at one point, and then this week they've got Shayna Baszler. Why? To be honest with you guys, I well I I can form an opinion, but the only clip I saw was somebody clipped like I think it was the first fight that was literally probably like one minute twenty six seconds in length. And it had like fifty six camera cuts in <laughs> that period of time. Whereas I could probably show you sort of like because um, I recently watched the John Moxley Minoru Suzuki match again, and like I'd made a note sort of like the last ninety seconds of the match, and I think in total there was maybe six camera cuts across the ninety seconds. So you know, six fifty six. Yeah. Which one? Which which match? I'm, I'm, I'm which, actually which, watching this in product? good detail for the first time in a well, because I don't watch WWE anymore. I, 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 these these three nice ladies who have just what the fucking the the three ladies obviously have got literally no tells to do. Let's be honest. God bless them. <laughs> what the hell is this? It honestly looks like some out of like Fortnite. It's awful. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Honestly, this is my first time watching it. I'm giving you literally a live reaction. You should all be blessed. <laughs> I, I get... What? If this... <laughs> All the fighting's going on. The girls are still, like, gyrating in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing else is going on. <laughs> what the fuck is he? Oh. 
to be to be fair, the the problem the, the, I watched clips of it on YouTube. Like there was a two minute clip, and it just reminded me of the the old um, the old Spice advert with the get the 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 guy who was like, "No, <laughs> ladies, look at your man. Now back to me. Now back to you, man. Now back to me." That's the camera cuts in. Look at in your wrestling. Now back to me. I'm back to the wrestling. Now back to me. Well, oh, you think you should watch better shit? It's look at the ring. Now look at the dancers. Now look at the ring. Now back to the dancers. Now back to the ring. It was like no tells. They were still just giving it biggins in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of waiting for someone to turn it into a meme of like I got tickets to that that thing you like. It just pops up raw underground. It's like no. (laughs) Oh god, me me chest hurts. Me chest hurts. (laughs) Oh, you just you just have that clip from King of the Hill, just sort of like we drove two thousand miles to see this. Oh, but it's kind of like, what's the, what's the other like meme? It's One like, of them's wearing a fishing net, for fuck's sake. What have you got on it? Are you putting, like, like in terms of Simpsons, are you putting, like, Bloodsport as, like, Bone Storm and Raw Underground as Lee Carvalho's putting, putting challenge? Right. Yeah, well, Je- Jeff Hardy's got a... Jeff Hardy's had a bit of a workout, hasn't he? Hell, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Dabba Kato. D- hang on, Dabba K, Dabba, Dabba, Dabba Kato. Oh, honestly, Vince McMahon's <laughs> gonna make him come to the ring and start dabbing like that. <laughs> Honest to God, see it coming. You've heard it here first. Honestly, what <laughs> the, the hell is Raw Underground? What the hell is? That's the maddest shit I've ever seen. In my to be fair, I'm kind of hoping they make <laughs> it so he can't speak English, so someone can try and make him break character. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. louder you scream, the faster the ride goes. Dabber. It's a twenty foot cock and balls, man. He, 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 he was asthmatic. He was asthmatic. <laughs> Put him in Penang Sweet. Why? Because he is murder. Next door's natural cars is. <laughs> Oh no! And that's that, what they'll be saying to Vince when he eventually cocks it. It's anyway, like rolling on the ground. Up. It's like there's just someone there, and it's like just lying. Like they've just been like laid out. Well, laid out, and it's like he he, he was asthmatic. Yeah, that's right. It, I, and he he had that. Put put him in performance center. Why? Because then he's murder. Next door's natural courses. Can we just put? <laughs> can we start a hashtag Vince into the Pennine Suite or something like that? <laughs> Vince for Pennine Sweet. Yeah, that chin Don't forget to hashtag it. Yeah. If you're gonna do it like WWE esque, just sort of like put him up, put him up in performance center. Why? Why? Because down here is murder. Upstairs, natural causes. <laughs> Shift him up. Get him out of the basement. <laughs> Michael Cole is walking over, going, "Time, time, cock." Gets, gets up to me, just... there, like... Whoa, 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 Vince, what have you got here? Am I to see me? You got two of my wrestlers singing a <laughs> Come down, come down the pet, come down, come down. Hey, you know what's going on, lads? What Tony Khan said when uh, Sammy Guevara started singing Fozzy. Oh, that was. Is one of my wrestlers singing a That was bear jokes, though. That was bear jokes. I was I was gonna say sort of like you know Michael Cole's coming up to Vince McMahon who's obviously sort of like dead. It's like come on Vince, ship or cock. Wakes him, <laughs> Vince just fall out and he t- sort of like doubles back and he goes 
Oh my! No, it's the John Smith advert where Peter K tries to put his mother in a home. That's what it's going to be like. Why? <laughs> we'll put a snooker table in your room and your kids <laughs> Now, come on, advance it. <laughs> oh dear. We were talking about wrestling, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were, but you know. So, yeah, Raw Underground is such good shit. Good shit, pal. Such good shit. Half a bottle of whiskey, anything's good shit. Hey, we might even get that MMA demographic in that we've been searching for, pal. Which... Bring Tandango and Tyler Breeze in. Okay, get this right. You're fashion police. You're gonna love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Pretty much. Uh, That's how Vince McMahon operates. Like a fucking... Well, I believe you have a special talent, so uh, if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> he's, he's going to do it. He's going to puke. He's going to puke. Oh. He's going to puke. <laughs> Bunkle's looking on worriedly, like. Bunkle, are you okay? Just, let, just, no, let's stop. Let's like... stop. Bunkle, are you all right, mate? Let's talk to us. Talk to us. Unload some shit, that's what he's, we're here for. He's yeah. like, he's like, they're not discussing Magnus, not discussing NWA, so... <laughs> How's Camille? Is Camille okay? Talk to us about Camille. As far as I know, she's all right. Yeah, she's... Come, 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 Camille. There we are. But, yeah, no. I'll think of a second version. It's not wrestling, is it? So I'm just like... Yeah, no, it's not for me. When was, when was the last time you heard from her? Because, you know, given who she's with, you know, it's a bit cause for concern, really. Um, You're telling me spelling Tom wrong. It's T-O-M, not T-H-O-M, the bloody idiot. <laughs> to Hom. <laughs> You're Tom, not Fom. Fet me. <laughs> oh, God, some women never learn. <laughs> uh, any of her... I don't know all the answers. I'm just here to give advice. <laughs> Any other wrestling-related topics or news, gents? Um, I wanted to sort of, like, get onto the hypocrisy of one Mr. Christopher Jericho. Um, <laughs> is, <laughs> because very recently, over this past weekend, uh, he decided to hold... For the first time in a long time, a Fozzie concert. Now, who is going to a Fozzie concert? I don't really know. Okay, maybe Anthony, but, you know, other than that, I don't really know. Um, And it seems to me that he has the same outlook on the COVID-19 pandemic as WWE does, because there is a photograph that's been, uh, you know, snapped and obviously put online of, you know, Fozzie doing their performance. And, you know, it being a concert, there's fans there in attendance and they're not adhering to any social distancing rules, no face masks or stuff like that. I just want to point out the hypocrisy because I I do remember sort of like, you know, someone, you know, it was a post with sort of like the hashtag of Black Lives Lives Matter. And, uh, you know, Chris Jericho replied to this message by using the hashtag All Lives Matter. And I just think it's quite hypocritical, given what went on this past weekend. Um, on top of what you just said, 
a recent statement from Chris Jericho regarding the uh, criticism of the um, concerts that he's literally just put out. He uh, and I quote, sound like Michael Cole. Ooh, I'm important. Uh, the venues are either outside or they are half capacity. We are sold out tonight in 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 Minot, Minot, Minot. What the fucking hell is that? With I think 50% capacity. Last night we were sold out in. Um, oh, just start spelling your fucking cities with proper pissing names, America. Hell fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So see see you. See you. Oh, some Sioux Falls. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> We cross over to our French correspondent, Adam Cox. Um, With, I think it was 35% capacity. Uh, Jericho stated, we hand out masks at the door, do temperature checks, all that sort of stuff. We basically just stay on the bus all day and everyone in the Fozzie camp, crew and band has been tested or have just have have been tested learn to fucking talk yeah so that's kind of how we're doing it everything's been good been going good it's been so great to be back on stage again and he posts this 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 lovely picture of of him in a mask um now um regarding my thoughts on the the global bastard um thank you what culture for that no you're not getting any royalties piss off um, it's a tad irresponsible, isn't it? Just a bit. And that's my that's my way of saying it's a quite a lot irresponsible, isn't it? Uh, him being um, um, quite um, an important part of AEW, um, currently in a rivalry with one of this house, his favourite wrestlers. Um, who we'll get on to later, I'm pretty much sure of it, regarding the thing I'm holding in my hand. Um, I think it's a silly risk to take regarding what his main job is. Um, I know at some point we've got to get... Fucking hell, is that... <laughs> someone, someone ring a bell round one? Hell, fire, who's going to cry? I had a pen on my desk. I know it's we've, like, we've we've not even gotten to discussing who we have in our like particular promotions yet. Surely that. Oh, I'm getting fucking. <laughs> That'd be appropriate. Well, I, I will say I I'm a very strong AEW fan. I watch AEW every week on and I I I absolutely love it. But I think that's quite a stupid thing to do from him. In my in my I think that's quite stupid. Um, yep. I know at some point we've got to get back to some form of normality. Um, I don't think now's the time. And I think he should have focused on what he's doing in AEW rather than putting on cons- uh, putting on concerts for um, like like that. It, it, it completely unnecessary. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't like it. And that's coming from me who worships the man. I worship that, that man. I think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And of, yes, I think he's the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> However, I will <will-less>, not. Um, <laughs> um, that's it's, 
It's fine, mate. It's fine, mate. You're entitled to your opinion. Everyone is. Everyone must love someone. Yeah. Wow, that makes me sound really lonely. You made me sound really lonely. Is that? I promised to all my friends. Promised. I, really, I have friends outside of this, you know. No, I don't. Well, of course, I don't have friends outside of this. I'm a fucking idiot. No. Um. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really really stupid to be honest. End of. And and. You can say you're doing temperature checks and you're handing out masks, but let's be honest, um, <laughs> I guarantee you one at least two or three people are rubbing ice on the forehead before the bloody getting the temperature checks. And every time they're getting those masks handed out to them, they're chucking them away on the floor. They're not wearing them. Um, I, I, just, I thought it was stupid, and I worship the man. It, it, it was. It is fucking stupid. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, I've had been tested for COVID-19, and if you want to do it properly, it's a swab right to the back of your throat, and then you take said swab and stick it as far up your nose as you possibly can and wiggle it around for 10 to 15 seconds. That is the test for COVID-19. So I met my wife, that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... No, 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 move on. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Uh, yeah i think it's irresponsible um you know what you've what you've got to look at it in the fact that it's irresponsible for him yes it's irresponsible for the band yes does he still want to make money yes are these people stupid enough to go that's not his problem (laughs) they can't live in it they can't live in a place they can fucking pronounce Right, I'm not just to put don't put like don't put like five vowels together. It's ridiculous. Fuck me. It's like it's Carol Vorderman be tearing a fucking air out of these people. I'd love to see you go I'd love to see you go into like Canada like that, especially the French part. Like I'm going to Saskatchewan. Oh no, I went, place. To, I went to Wales last summer and fuck me, do they not go off mad with the L? Jesus Christ. It's like they panic and add an L. It's more a case of like I'd love to see you going to Nova Scotia. It's like we went we went to Pefeli, not an F in there. There's not an F in Pefeli. There really isn't last time I checked. There's no fucking F in Pefeli. Like what are you doing with yourselves? Like put an F in there so I at least know where I'm going. Because I'm not going to Pefeli. I'm going to Pefeli. Shit me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having a go at the Welsh there. But you do go mad at the L's, lads. Just fucking calm it down. Jesus Christ. They're horrible to play at Scrabble as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Particularly if you're dyslexic as well, otherwise you're fucked. I think dyslexic people come from Wales. Looking at the way they spell shit, they'll fire. Cumru. Cumru is spelled C U M. Or you? Where's this Y coming from? <laughs> and people laugh, and I, I'm the weird one for thinking that. Cumru, Cumru, C U M R U. If my wife's about to come home from work any minute, if she starts, hears me shouting Cumru. <laughs> <laughs> 
honestly, self the said. Stop all this adding H's and L's and fucking oh fire. Anyway, let's go. Anything else to add, gents, or any other topics before we move on to Bungles? That, Mr. That, Bungles, uh... uh well, no, that, 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 that's what <laughs> I, I want to get. I thought it was, I, I it was going to be sort of like Bungles' problem with like posing for photographs. <laughs> <laughs> give us a, give us, give us some headshots. Give us some headshots. <laughs> Doesn't it look like Vogue or Gladiators? On <laughs> 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 an interesting fact, Vogue follows me on Instagram. Wow, that fucking killed the podcast, didn't it? Fuck me. Well, I probably would have reacted if I knew who Vogue was. Vogue, she was a, a gladiator in the 90s, up with Lightning and Jet. You should know who Lightning and Jet are. <laughs> Yeah, I know he's lightning Jet. Right? What's for that elf? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seriously. One of them. You, if you know, you know Jet, when you, it's like she's the other one. That's not the other one. Which is <laughs> now? Now you even know Jet and the other one is lightning, or you even know lightning and the other one is Jet. <laughs> you can tell a lot about a man by which way he goes here. <laughs> so, speaking of gladiators, how's Magnus Bunkle? <laughs> Yeah. What was his gladiator name, Bunkle? What was his gladiator name? Ooh. It's just, it just Brutus Magnus, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, when he was in Gladiators with uh, Ian Wright, right, right. Oh, his, yeah, nice. what was his gladiator name, Bunkle? Because I know it. Do you know, know it? I said it. It was Oblivion. Yeah, very good. Love that. Love that. Oh, uh, I knew he knew it. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were talking about like when he very first came into TNA and he literally came out dressed as... Russell Crowe Crow from Gladiator. Yeah. I was just sort of like, oh, right, okay. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Brutus Magnus. <laughs> Father to a living son. <laughs> Husband to a very attractive wife. And I shall wrestle my ass off. <laughs> it's the kind of thing I see Bunkle doing. Like, if he was at a convention, like he just sees Nick Aldis stood there. Bunkle just walks over, just kneels, and he's like, "Father." <laughs> Nick Aldis is like, "Son." Is that what I'd do if I met Simon Miller from like what culture? Because let's be honest, there's some fucking similarities here, can't you? Say? <laughs> to be honest with you, you, you have to remember sort of like Bunkle is going to this convention that Nick Aldis is at, dressed as Jim Cornette, as he was seen in sort of like, you know, a new generation era. So like I'm... You're mad. Sort of like, so, so Bunkle's going <laughs> to have like a red, Bunkle's going to have a red suit jacket, black slacks, a tennis racket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just going to whacking people in the crowd. <laughs> in fact, no. He'll, it can be in Zubas, Zubas pants. With a tennis racket, we're walking around with racist as fuck. <laughs> as long as people understand the joke, it's fine. You can carry a, carry a cardboard cut out and do jack around with you. Oh, now you're just asking to be stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this convention? Let's know at which city. What are we talking? <laughs> I've no idea, but the the day Bunkle, like, well, the day Magnus is in the UK, like, you can guarantee Bunkle will be there, like, front row, just like, attentively listening. Any minute now. 
now, I'm going to be able to meet him. <laughs> Don't hit me that bad. No, I did. Sorry, we'd I, have what, to go just to stop him getting a fucking restraining order. <laughs> We'd have to go to like just like calm him down a bit. We'd wheel him up like Hannibal Lecter in the. <laughs> to, to be fair, I'd like to I'd like to feel like people like this. Yeah, I've met I've met I've met Nick Alves's wife. It scared the shit out of me. I'll be honest, because dear God, she's beautiful. But you know, I was all right, Ricky James. If that's all right, <laughs> misses well, all this. Mickey Aldis has a nice ring to it, that. Maybe she should leave the WWE and uh, come to NWA and uh, kick Camille's arse. Oh, that would be a good uh, conundrum for you, Bunk. What? Camille or Mickey James. Here we go. You see, I, to be fair, I've had, I've had uh, what would you, <laughs> what an, an infatuation with Mickey James since she came onto the scene. So, you know, I, I, can't, I can't go against my girl there. You know, just saying. Bye, girl. Just, just when, when, she did, when she did the licking action through sort of like the V's, you know, that sealed the deal for him. That was fucking gold. <laughs> I it. I can see you look at Coxie's face going, I'm going to edit a lot of this. Recording <laughs> <laughs> will sort of like be condensed down to about 55 minutes, I would think. Yeah, Sounds about right. We've been talking for about an hour and a half. <laughs> about half, about thirty minutes is probably usable. Not even thirty no, minutes. More than that. What the fuck were we talking? Are we going to move on? Are we moving on to our lists? Yes. The list. Everybody loves a list. Everybody loves a list. Um, so do you want to, does anybody want to explain sort of like the context of the list, given that I'm sort of like Skyping through my phone and I can't get the image up? Funky, off you go. It's your thing. Me do it. Right. So, yeah, uh, where'd I go? There you go. So, uh, something popped up on one of the many wrestling groups that I follow, mainly to insult AEW fans. Um, <laughs> I was deeply insulted. And, uh, yeah, so what it says is you're starting your own promotion and you have enough money to start off with, whatever that means. So I looked at it as though, you know, I'm not Vince McMahon, but I've got I've got a fair whack. You know what I mean? You know, so and it says you've got 10 male wrestlers, five women wrestlers, four tag teams and two legends. Who have you got? So I think the way we were going to look at it, it's kind of like we'll go through, you know, we'll do male wrestlers then we'll do our female wrestlers and we'll go through it you know section by section section and we'll uh you know and we'll if you want to give a bit of a reasoning as to why you've chosen them then that's entirely up to you if you don't then i understand that i'm getting fucking rinsed here (laughs) (laughs) oh can i can i have a guess that's what what i mean (laughs) go on uh what is aew Hang on, <laughs> can, I, can I count my stars? If Ant wants to start, he can start. Ant, is, so, your, is your middle name begin with E? Because then you could be, you could literally be AEW. You could be an Ant something wrestling, but... Ant Elite Wanker, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, guys, like, from sort of like the... the male lists, males that you've got on sort of like your list, 
sort of like probably lead with sort of like the guy who would be the number one in your company. Yeah. So like your top boy. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Top boy in your top boy. Top boy oh, in your. Well, that's made it harder. <laughs> and this is. <laughs> I was going to make a horrible joke. Right. Okay. Because it's a card number one. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. Oh, wow, okay. I've not pissed anyone off yet. <laughs> Number two. Coming in number two. Oh, Finn Balor. Okay. Rice. Okay. Number three. Kota Ibushi. Okay. I'm going to start taking these off because knowing me and whatever condition I have. <laughs> what have I said so far? Right, I've mentioned three. Right, okay, good. Number four. In four. Tetsuya Naito. It's understandable. He's your favourite wrestler. I do love that man. I do love that man. Charismatic. Good in the ring. Oh, God. Just get him on my telly. Um, Is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, why did I think I'm, of that? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Zack Saber Junior next. Wow. Um, wow. I didn't. I didn't like that. <laughs> um. Oh. Adam Cole. I nearly thought you were gonna say me. Then I was quite disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would go by your ring name. Who's going to say you? Yeah. Oh. Seven MJF. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Just probably needs to sort of like work on his ring ring a little bit, but in terms of I being say, great, a great big massive heel, he's. I, I do like him. I think he's one of the best heels because he pisses you off. But it's it's like a like a Roddy Piper sort of figure. He pisses you off, but you love him at the same time. It's it's weird. I I, I do love his character. Uh, number eight, Kenny Omega. Ooh, now that's probably the that's probably the first controversial one. I can see Bungle breaking out his sweats at these next two. <laughs> Bungle's just ripped his shirt off. <laughs> right, number nine. Are you kidding? It's got Magnus on it. <laughs> number nine. Oh, this is gonna. If you, number eight pissed you off, number nine is gonna Darby Allen. Oh God! I see. I, d- I don't mind Darby Allen. I like that look he's got. I, I think that's really cool, and I yeah. think it's he can, you, it's he's a good wrestler, one. and he can do the uh, the extreme wrestlers. But I think he's brilliant. And he number ten, pounds soaking wet with a brick in his pocket. Number ten. <laughs> Say the same thing about Zack Sabre Jr. To be honest with you. Number ten was up until. Five o'clock today, Drew McIntyre. However, number ten, as is <laughs> one minute past five. <laughs> yeah, I think I didn't know what's coming. Is Orange Cassidy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! Please give me a chance to defend myself, please. God, I sound like I'm being put up for something really bad. Please let me defend myself. Do you know what's really, really sad? You had, like, a pretty decent list going on. I thought, Jesus, Ant's actually built a, like, a company that people could watch. And then he goes... I love how you're, like... Toes like, 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 like I'm the retarded one. My, my little dog pockets. 
What? <laughs> the thing with Orange Cassidy is... He's a jobber. No. He is actually quite Shy. a good <laughs> But his gimmick makes the fact... Even though he's quite... Well, he's good. He's not the best. Probably slightly average, if I'm going to be very honest. But because of his gimmick, it makes his average... Uh, wrestling look good if you know what I mean because you don't expect him to do it so you get the pop when he does a simple fucking tornado DDT or something I think that's the genius behind his character you don't expect it to happen and he's he's built up like a fecking idiot like a jobber like a slob like someone who can't be arsed and then he goes out and does it and it's like, whoa, holy shit, look what he can do. It, it it elevates his whatever he can do to a whole new level. The Zack Sabre Jr. one is the one I'm still iffy about. Because I, 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 I think I think the problem with sort of like Orange Cassidy is sort of like it was a unique gimmick to an extent when it first began broadcasting. But it's a gimmick that gets very old very quickly. It's indie as fuck. It is just mud show garbage. No offense. <laughs> but it gets, it it's got over. It gets no, no over. it's not over. It is over. Do you what not see him off? Do you not see him? Oh fucking hell, we're going off here. Do I not see him? Why? Why? I'm going to mute my microphone. I'm going to mute my microphone and just let you two go at it. Oh, he actually has as well. Oh, he actually has. I'm sorry, but it's... Oh, God. Oh, he's done it as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? But it's not wrestling. He just... It's but fucking... He can wrestle, which makes his... What can he... Right. I tell you what. I'm, I'm assuming he's a baby face. I have. I have no fucking clue. Yeah, because you don't fucking watch it, so that's a fucking point. No, that's not the point. You don't watch. What do I? What do I need to watch about some orange juice being dropped on Chris Jericho and him going? Hey, and they're going, cut the fucking mic, so we'll go to a break. What is it to watch? Watch the fucking debate he had with fucking Chris Jericho. It was amazing. Fucking wrestling. Hilarious. Fucking wrestling. You want to know about global warming, pal? Get on it. <laughs> we broke Punkle. Literally. And that's how you win an argument, everybody. Simply. <laughs> what? <laughs> My computer. Fuck's sake. <laughs> If you if you want evidence of how, how powerful I am as just an entity Ooh. as as knockdown, I've broke a computer. <laughs> the, the the problem is now that the next podcast and partially expecting you to just turn up Lawrence Cassidy and Bungle just be sat there and flower oh, for fuck's sake. No, it'll it'll come dressed as Orange Cassidy. Because like to is be that... honest with you, it's, it's probably one of the oh, easiest no, outfits. Have you seen me fucking hair, pal? Fucking hair. <laughs> I'm not coming as anyone other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, if you had a problem with just sort of like the hairline, I've got one word for you. Problem with the hairline? I've not got a fucking hairline. (laughs) (laughs) Problem? 
say hell. I didn't say hell. I just said hair. <laughs> to be fair, the fact that like Bunkle got so irate to that as well, I was kind of thinking like, how oh, we don't go full Benoit here? I'm like, they best not to kill the wife and spoil it all. Oh, oh. Kids, don't argue with me. I'll break your computer. Right, next. <laughs> yeah, the problem now is though, I'm fully expecting that like, Bunkle's about to be at the bar because like you'll be like texting me or Lewis or whatever, going, send Bunkle to the bar now, send him now, send him now. You'll just walk in dressed as Orange Cassidy and walk me to start like kicking him in the shin. <laughs> and Bunkle be like, what are you doing? This is not wrestling. I might just be wearing my usual double denim. We don't know, do we? I mean, I, I quite like wearing double denim in, in the in the winter months. You know, it keeps everything quite secure up around there. Everything's uh, cushy. It keeps the warm air in. Double denim, way forward. Learn your lesson, shit house. It's <laughs> not amused. I can just fucking tell. <laughs> Well, you know, you, well, if I I want to smile sometimes, and I like to laugh. Um, I, also, I, I was also threatened that if I didn't put Orange Cast in there, my wife would string me up by my fucking toenails. So he's made it into ten. Have a make a list then. Um, to be honest with you, she did sort of make. I, I asked her to go over this list, and to well, she went over the women. And it honestly looked like I'd rather vomited on my piece of paper rather than wrote any ladies' names down than anything else. So guess what's coming in the ladies' section? <laughs> right, Uncle, do you want Oscar? to like... Someone else, please go, yeah. I'm feeling really it's... insecure. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, because I'm about to get slated as well. Damn well, fucking right you are. <laughs> you could have the same list as me and I'll fucking rinse you. Can I, can I try to... Can I try and guess your number one? You're more than welcome to. Heath Slater. Is it... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say someone more damning. I was going to say, is it Nick Jackson? Moose. No. <laughs> it is Baron not Corbin. A... Can is I guess? Possum... Baron Corbin. <laughs> possum um, King. Is it the Possum King? Go on. No, is it's it... not Possum King. <laughs> is it Fandango? It's not Fandango. So, definitely not. There is no pedophilia on my show. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? Because <laughs> Oh, sorry, you was accused. Coxie can cut it in post, it's fine. Anyway, Don't so, <laughs> my list. Number one, as everybody's probably guessed is Nick Aldis he is he carries himself like a champion he is I'll tell you why I came to this decision I, 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 I did I did I did some research so in 159 seconds of what of a Nick Aldis promo I knew NWA was what I wanted to watch the very first promo Nick Aldis did on NWA power sold me on that show. I watched 7,200 seconds of AEW. Why you shouted the seconds? <laughs> I watched 7,000 seconds. No one ever That's says sick. that. No one has ever said that ever. I watched 7,000 seconds. <laughs> People just put it in 
into I'm, minutes. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you like it in minutes, I watched two hours. <laughs> I'm be so but I just thought I'd use the same. I just thought I'd use the same increment of time. <laughs> just to prove I gave it a chance <laughs> Bunkle's gone full Freddy Blassie with his time but time <laughs> oh god I feel ill <laughs> it's the 7,000 second things that's fucking thrown me Calc- that might be the title of the episode yet, yeah, 7,000 7, seconds. Five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. So, then I, kinda, I haven't kind of numbered them, but I'm going to try to do it as we go along. So, my number two guy, Roman Reigns. Because at the end of the day, he's got the look. I don't like the fact he punches a pad when he comes to the ring, but I'd stop him doing that anyway. And, you know, I just think there, is, there must be talent there, and there is. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have more confidence that you wouldn't, like, subjectively try and shove him down people's throats like I, WWE have done. And I, I, and I hopefully think you wouldn't script his promos, because I, I can see something in him, and I'll give you this, I'm going to be nice to you. And I'm not going to rinse you like you rinse me. I'm going to be nice to you. <laughs> um, I'm going to be nice to say there is something there. Just stop telling him what to say. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, number three, MJF. Which I think we can pretty much all agree on. Fantastic heel. Brilliant on the mic. I'm, I'm surprised you've picked someone from AEW, to be fair. Not the only one. Uh, then Samoa Joe, because I'm assuming he's still a wrestler. And again, he's got about one and a half, one and a half feet out the door. But you know, he's he's still technically an active competitor. Mm. Yeah, that's for the purpose of this list. I classed him as an active competitor. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I agree you know, with that one. That's a good shout. That actually, good shout. Yeah. And then. Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, no. Oh, you've thrown a spanner in the works on my list now. Might change it. I, I, love, I love his work. He's a, yes, he's a bit on the, you know, he's a bit on the smaller side, bit of a on the lighter side, but he is fantastic. I've never seen anything. I don't like Johnny Gargano. I really don't. But I, I don't mind the matches that he's had with Tommaso Ciampa because I think Ciampa's really... Um, uh, Mr. Bunkle, you've made me cross out Kenny Omega. <laughs> hey! Mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that. Now you said it. No, I'm joking. I'm playing <laughs> <laughs> nope, but you know what? I forgot about that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Pete Dunn. For British champion. Mm. And, I, and I think having that slightly different style, that, I mean, I'm not looking at him as a baby face. I'm looking at him as the chicken shit heel, essentially. He does all the horrible, nasty little things. Nitty gritty. Nitty yeah. gritty. He's, he's, he's a better version of William Regal, is the way I'm looking right. at it. He's a dirty, dirtier yeah. version of William Regal. You're, basi- you're basically looking at the Pete Dunn who was um, in the first WWE Championship, uh, UK Championship tournament. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. Pete Dunne, I really fucking liked. Yeah. yeah. I really fucking liked. Good shout, good shout. So this is where I feel I get a little bit rocky, I'll be honest. Keith Lee. No, I agree with that one. Oh, no, I, think, but yeah. no, I like Keith. Yeah, so, yeah. Limitless. So athleticism, massive potential going forward. And I think I can, you know, if you if you do it right, he's going to be a superstar. And we, I, he's, I think he's got everything to be. I say, he's got charisma. Yeah. Which is a big plus. He's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He's a, an amazing performer inside and outside the ring. Yeah. Fully uh, agree with that one. Fully agree. <clears throat> so then I've got Eli Drake. Mm. Yeah, yeah, love it. Anyone could get yeah over. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, because me and Lewis were talking about the uh, who could take the title off um, your bum buddy uh, oldest. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, came to exactly. the game. He this uh, this <laughs> lad was one of them, uh, Mister Eli Drake. And then my second AEW guy. Brian Cage. Now, who can right? stop the path of Cage? <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at him as a monster heel. Oh yeah. He's got Taz and he's yeah. He's manager. I mean, how <laughs> that can't go wrong. It can't. I say I'm just having murdering local talent. That's where I'm going. Just murdering job guys. Oh, thanks. Build into the title shot. Yep. <laughs> if I'm not in your list, I swear to God. <laughs> well, if I'm not in your own list, then what's the point in us doing this? Well, I'm a fucking booker, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> so, the, the, I had real trouble with this. Like the tenth guy. I'll be honest. I'll spell it out for you. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. I had, I had some trouble here, because I was thinking. Originally, I had, I had Okada down. And I thought, no, no, I, 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 with who I've got here, it's, it's not where it's, it, I don't think he quite fits. And then I had, for my sins, Jinder Mahal written down. Oh no, we're we're putting you in the arbor, pal. If you put that down, <laughs> fuck me. Ju- purely, just li- hear me out. Oh, you want right. to rinse me for writing down Lawrence Cash? No, no, no. no. Oh, I, I came down and took him off. I took him off. All right, okay, that's okay. I'll just put that out there. I took him off. I, I put him down briefly because I had this thing in my head where, yeah, people hate foreigners, and then I was like. Wait, no. Because that's, oh, that's what Vince McMahon did. And I was like, Boris. Okay. So I ended up settled on Drew McIntyre to finish the list. Can't complain. Okay. So uh and I know it's what I would call Americanized, and I know that there's, you know, can't say diversity is high on my uh, on my role, but there we go. 
It's okay, mate, because like, I'm going to bring the oriental flavour to my list. Don't you worry about that. Um, so I'll run you through my <laughs> my mails uh, and my company. For me, my number one guy, just because I don't think he's ever gotten the main event recognition that he probably ever will get in his career, Tomohiro Ishii. He's a fucking G. He is a G. And like we've we've said this before on sort of like a pay-per-view review that sort of like if he'd come as good as he's ever gotten before, sort of like a little bit earlier in his career, he would probably be recognized as an IWGP world champion. But it was literally a case of like come along at the wrong time, sort of like the type of Hiroshi Tanahashi and sort of like the um emergence of Kazuchika Okada. Um, my number two would be his main rival through my promotion and someone who I know would be fucking outstanding for my company, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, it's a great fucking, shout. It's a great shout. G, a fucking G. And Some a natural a natural rival for Tomohiro Ishii. Some of the matches I've been watching because of these um, lockdown reviews we've been doing... Uh, with Minoru Suzuki, oh my god, absolute ble- blessing unto my soul is the only way I can describe it. Yep. Honestly, amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, so that would be my number two. My number three, um, I'm classing as the Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura role, and by Shinsuke Nakamura role, I mean Shinsuke when he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling of being sort of like someone who could probably elevate my secondary title to be as big as my um, heavyweight title. Uh, Shingo Takagi, who is who I'm wearing merchandise at the moment. Like, honestly, lads, since he came into New Japan in late 2018, he has literally just hit the fucking ground running in that promotion. And... I've become a great big massive fan. I've seen him live before. He was fucking kick ass there. Um, he's like current never open weight champion at the time of recording. Um, and he's like, like <laughs> the building up to in current New Japan law, the building up to a match with Minoru Suzuki, which I cannot fucking wait for. Uh, I mean, it's you just mentioned that match, and again, we've been doing these lockdown. Uh, but that is a match we ain't never I, I didn't think would ever happen in my head but I'm so happy it is happening and I'm yep. going to throw tremendous amount of money at it to make it happen my wife's looking at me now in quite disgustingly <laughs> we're throwing money at it love aren't we <laughs> what um, yeah we are <laughs> 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 okay um right just to mix it up a little bit just because there are two more people from the orient in my list um i'll have this guy go next um it's featured on bunkle's list as well a little bit lower than he put but <laughs> nick aldis um just because i don't think there's anybody in wrestling at the moment that can call a better promo at the moment than nick aldis and I wouldn't say he's the best wrestler when it comes to in-ring work, but he's not horrible. 
he's certainly capable of having a great match. And just with sort of like the three people that are already on the list at the moment and with the other people that are going that are going to come, or probably one, maybe, um, you know, he's there's potential for like great fucking matches there. Um, number five, it's a little bit lower than I probably would put it, but I was trying to sort of like prioritize the least recognized people. Uh, my number five is Kazuchika Okada, because I don't think I've seen someone that's able to adapt to as many wrestlers of a sort of like styles of wrestling more than Kazuchika Okada has been able to. Like he's the most adaptable wrestler that I've ever watched. And I feel he needs to be included in sort of like if I, in my promotion. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, Number six is in seven. I'm going to group together just because they're um, part of the lost shuffle in WWE at the moment. And they are Cesaro and Chad Gable. Shorty G. Fuck fuck, fuck the Shorty G, Monica. (laughs) Literally, bring them in as Antonio Cesaro, Cesaro, Chad Gable. Get them doing what they can do best, and they will fucking... Preach, I will, brother. I, Preach. I can Preach. fly them to the fucking moon and make them fucking stars because they have fucking potential. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, my number eight is another one off, off of Bunkle's list. So apologies for sort of like nicking off you again. MJF. Yeah, Just it's on everyone's list, I think. I, I think. And your list. And your Thank list. You. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I knew that it was somebody. It was somebody that somebody mentioned before, but I couldn't really remember. Um, probably the most natural heel in wrestling at the moment. I think like it. it I was tossing up between MJF and Jay White, but I think there's sort of like you've you've got more sort of like potential to make a seriously great heel in MJF. You just think- need to tighten his ring work a little bit. I think with MJF, he is so naturally an arsehole. He's just a great arsehole. As Jay White, I think it has to be worked upon a bit. Love, what do you think of MJF? Yeah, see, that's and that's come from someone. <laughs> she says he's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes from someone who just doesn't watch wrestling. And I think MJF is just so naturally that role. And he's so naturally a dickhead. Um, Jay White's a great argument. Um, I think that'll come in time with Jay White. I think we said this on our um, reviews. I think in time, Jay White's going to evolve into a, a very big, big heel, big star. Yeah, definitely. Um, my number nine is a former talent for the National Wrestling Alliance, currently working in All Elite Wrestling at the moment, Ricky Starks. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he, it's a good it's a good choice. I do, yeah, because this the thing is, I was very impressed with his work in NWA. Like recently, recently got signed to AEW. Uh, I, I, I think he's I think he's really fucking great. It's a great signing for AEW. It's a great sign. I remember watching him with uh, Unky Bunky. Yeah. If the uh, in the <laughs> NWA, um, and I remember just saying that this 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 young lad's got a future. And I, and I remember saying to him, I hope it's with NWA. I, 
part of me didn't want him to go to AEW or WWE because I thought he could have been an even bigger star in NWA and eventually uh, in a few years take that 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 heavyweight title. Um, but yeah, a, a amazing signing for AEW. They're lucky to have him. I don't like what they've done with him, putting him in a, a little uh, a group with um, Brian Cage. Uh, I don't particularly like that. Um, I feel he can be his own star. Um, but yeah, I, I, ha- happy for him as a performer going forward. I wish he stayed in NWA, honestly. Mm. Um, then my 10th pick is sort of like, I imagine it'll probably be the one that you have issue with. And I'll tell you his name and then I'll tell you my reasoning behind the pick. Uh, so my 10th pick is Toriano. Now, the reason I've picked Toriano is because there's a high intensity sort of like this, the roster that I've got at the moment in terms of sort of like the males is quite high intensity when it comes to work, right? So every now and then you've got to have sort of like one of your wrestlers come up just sort of like going, oh, I'm feeling it a little bit tonight, kind of wants to take it easy. And I'll be like, not a problem. You go out with Yano, have like eight, eight to ten minute match and just sort of like, you know, call it your sort of breather. There's a reason why Toriano is involved in the G1 all the time, because he's always putting sort of like the the block that's got sort of like the most intense workers. So it's basically sort of like a night off. You can go out there, you can have your fun. You know, it's it's just basically a comedy match. But Jan, Toriano is the kind of worker that can sort of get his comedy over to any kind of audience doesn't matter if they can't speak if they if they can speak Japanese or whether they can't speak Japanese he's fucking entertainment personified and he is sort of like the main argument that I would say that funny can make money uh, wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly agree uh, I, again I refer back to the um, the lockdown reviews he's been a he was a star <laughs> he was a star for me. In, in in watching them, I mean, look, I, I, I fa- I've not followed him as much as I would have in, in uh, New Japan, um, but the the lockdown reviews and watching all the shows made me fall in love with the bloke. I mean, he's he's he can't not do not like that not like that not like that wife not like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's literally, she's literally there wearing a Real Madrid shirt. She'll be fucking ashamed of herself. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not Daz has been outed. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, yeah, yeah. I f- yeah, I fell, fell in love with the bar because I just found him really funny, but not in a slapstick go down to the circus WWE, and watch not, not Tower in a, Circus not way. In a dub, not in a WWE comedy kind of way. It's oh, like not gen, in an you get genuine laughter. You get genuine laughter from him. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my list of males. Nice. Your list of boys, yes. Love that. My <laughs> list of boys. I can't see shit. Tell me, tell me your man. list of boys. <laughs> Give me your list of boys, please. Is he on his own list? <laughs> You should see the, you For the should record, see, no, I'm not. See the look my wife is giving me right now. And, and before I start, you say, bring me another boy, please. Toxie! 
Bring me your boys. This is really difficult because I've listened to you a lot and I've just been like sat here just constantly changing mine going, no, I need this guy now. I have changed mine. I have, sw- I have changed mine after listening to um, Young Lewis and Unky Bunky. Um, <laughs> I've swapped out Mr. Baller for Mr. Aldis. Nice. So it can shit. Oh, shit in hell. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, fucking hell. Fucking exorcist over in the side of the room at the minute. Shit me. Um, can I say, this is the same woman. Um, we watched the uh, um, WNXC UK takeover in Blackpool live. It was when we had the meetup and we came home and we watched it together. It was when, um, uh, what's his name, Jordan Devlin... Uh, oh yes, was yeah. Was meant to say Travis Banks, and uh, what's his face came out and said, "I knew you're gonna do this, uh, Mr. Devlin." He, I don't know who he was, but he definitely did have an Irish accent. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so I got you a suitable replacement, and then Finn Bar come out, and honestly, the look of death I got from my wife who. She, she loves Mr. Devitt, by the way. Uh, the, the look of death uh, of uh, the fact that she was annoyed that he was literally 10 minutes down the road um, she, to the fact, point where it's almost two years down the line now. I've still not been forgiven for it. <laughs> so um, still in the dugout with that one. If you don't bring it up, fellas, that'd be fantastic. Um, anyone who's listening, if you can just uh, send a postcard uh, or a bloody... Uh, send a nice card to her. That'd be great. <laughs> deepest, condol- deepest condolences and all that bollocks. Right. So, anyway, with my list for the for the male talent, uh, I've done this in no particular order apart from like my, my top one. So I did have Suzuki, but Ooh, crossed yes. him out. Well, I crossed him out from Masato Tanaka. Nice. Okay. You psycho. <laughs> what I wouldn't give to see those three in a match to just sort of like decide who your number one boy is. <laughs> well, it Who's was your a choice. Number one boy? <laughs> it was a choice between them two. It was a tough choice. And then my number two ended up getting changed several times over. As I originally went from, for some reason, Sammy Callahan. What? <laughs> So, well, this is in no particular order to be fair, but then I crossed him out and put Chris Hero, and then crossed him out again and put Jeff Cobb. Have you just thrown darts at a dartboard, John, for the best? It have you just put like put random names on a dartboard, put a blindfold over yourself, you, and right, put thrown you picked, darts? Well, you picked Orange go. Cassidy. Your argument's invalid, to Bunkle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bloody hell, who put Tempe in you? Fuck me! Hellfire! <laughs> 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 to, to be honest with you, though, Jeff Cobb is a very good pick. Yeah. I, I really like Jeff Cobb. Uh, number three. Let me talk to you. Ooh. Yes. Eli Drake. Yeah. 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 Uh, number four, Keith Lee. Yeah. Ooh. Well, he is limitless. Number five, uh, AXC. No, I'm joking. 
Oh, let's be honest, you definitely are there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually putting there is fucking false. I'm actually not because it's here. But um, you can be, be honest. You can't be the Jeff Jarrett of your own promotion. So that's no, nah, I, w- I wouldn't put myself over. Right. Yeah, you got, got to promote that up and coming talent, pal. <laughs> uh, Alistair Black or Tommy End, what you want to call him? Oh, thanks. Gotten. Uh, what number am I on? One, two, three, four, five. Number six, Tomato Champa. Yeah. Um, I've loved everything he's done in NXT. Uh, number seven, Adam Cole. Hello. Number eight, Kenny Omega. Oh, controversial. I still stick by um crossing him out for Tomato Champa. Well, I had a tough pick with number nine because I went from I had Brian Danielson and then crossed it out, and then I went with Pete Dunne and crossed Anne out, and I put MJF on everyone's list. Can we just agree though? MJF is probably one of the best up and comers in the wrestling business today, regardless of yeah. what. Don't, don't you give me that look, fucking out. <laughs> I'm waiting for the point where you, you say something and you're like, no, but uh, uh, At some point in this podcast, all you're going to see is a massive chair being thrown in my direction and then <laughs> pure silence for the rest of the podcast because of a wife. <laughs> we'll just see a blood splatter. <laughs> just, you might see a blood splatter. It depends how bl- uh, blunt the object is. Uh, what's How blunt is it, wife? Well, we are recording, so, you know, we, t- we should be able to get a, make a lean, mean 250 bean if we send it to you. Been I, c- I can't wait till this podcast is put onto the folder of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's already got its title of uh, 2,000 seconds, whatever it was, 7,000 7, seconds. 7,000 7, seconds. I'm sorry, that's the most li- ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I've worked in so many schools and heard the most retarded things, but 7,000 <laughs> seconds is amazing. I kind of hope <laughs> Mr. Dark, point, I've done it in 7,000 seconds. No, kind of I'm kind of hoping at some point you have to give your kids a test and you're like, right, kids, you've got 7,000 seconds. Go. You know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call it the unky bunky rule. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it named after? Monkey monkey. Who's he? <laughs> None of your fucking business. <laughs> he's that, he's that um, lad that bums Magnus. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know this one's going to shock you all now, so I'm going to wait for Bunker to finish his drink first before I... Oh, it's strong, uh, it's strong, but my, my, my final pick, it's not even dark fruits either. Who eats dark fruits? Fucking hell. Who drinks Strongbow? I do. Maybe. To be fair, Strongbow's not a bad shout, to be fair. You fucking animal. Um, number ten, Joey Hayes. <laughs> right, that's it. I'm going off. See you fucking. <laughs> I mean, to be, I mean, to be honest with you, I've still got issue that you had Minoru Suzuki on your list and you took him off. From a sort of Tanaka. Yeah. There's no right. reason why you, you, you need mental help. What the fuck? No disrespect to Joey Hayes, but for fuck's sake. This coming from the guy who put Orange Cassidy on his list. Oh, yeah. Hell, <laughs> fight. Yeah, but he's a damn sight better than bloody Joey Big Bollocks. Heck, me. Oh, 
Have you seen his bloody Snapchat? He's just in a high vision of fucking warehouse all day. And, and it's not as if he said CJ Banks for fuck's sake. Calm down. I'll say at the end of the day, I've seen Joey Hayes do more wrestling than I've ever seen Orange Cassidy do. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you. Oh, my God. He's not a wrestler. He's oh, a fucking God. cosplayer. Oh, I feel so ill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good job we're all friends because. Fuck me. <laughs> can, we, can we use the term cosplayer for a certain uh, British promoter as well? Could do if you wanted to. He's a, he's a fan who wants to be a promoter. My wife's, my wife's currently cosplaying as Gonzalo, Gonzalo Higuain. <laughs> she got the same. She got the same pace, the same movement. Again. Don't know about the finishing, but fucking hell. <laughs> God. You are, you are definitely getting something thrown at you tonight. You're getting murdered. <laughs> In your sleep. <laughs> Pillow to the face. Yeah, as I, as the I was fact saying that she's before, not done that already is nothing short of a miracle. As I was saying before, Anthony came in and sort of like went on his anti Jerry Joey Hayes tirade. I sort of like my main issue is it's like don't get me wrong, I'm 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 not dis- discrediting the fact that you've got like Masato Tanaka on there. Don't get me wrong. But the fact is you had Minoru Suzuki on there and he couldn't find anywhere else on his list, on the list, for him to go back on. I mean, you got fucking Kenny Omega there, for fuck's sake. All right, to make well, you up. Why has no one else got Naito on there? Come on! Also, well, Joey Hayes, you can't have my sister. You never will have my sister. So please stop, le- le- just leave her alone. That'd be great. Hey, yo, right, I've got that out of the way. Now you see, you're just you're just doing this because I've told you to do it. No, I, that's I what my audience, mate. That's what that's what good good promoters do. <laughs> hey, my booking style, they'd fucking kill for any of any of the wrestlers on my list. <laughs> I'm a good promoter. I listen to my audience. <laughs> I don't. I hate my audience. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to the females, gentlemen? Was yeah. that Ted? Bring, bring up another girl. No, whoa, whoa. I, well, I, I'm very bring happy. Out the girls. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm very happy. That's not my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> very happy at the minute. Uh, however, Coxie, you just uh, well, well, that's yours then. <laughs> <laughs> you are the master of boys. Well, I'd rather have bring me up another boy than bring me up another girl considering the current climate. So, am I going first <laughs> with the, um, the the ladies? Ladies. Yeah, it's, yeah, we can go in the same okay. order. Okay. Um, I've gone with first. Oh, do I go with first? Right. First, um, Oscar. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> oh, I've already written the two next to uh, Second, Funda Rosa. Yes. Love nice. Mrs. Funda Rosa. I'd, I was going to put Funda Rosa on my list, but I haven't seen enough of her for her to make my list, which, you know, is, is she's probably very, um She's hard hitting, nitty. Gritty, I like to say. Very nitty gritty. Um, 
I think she's fantastic. Now, number three is where it gets interesting. <sighs> number three. Oh, I've heard. Hikaru Shida. Current AEW oh. Women's Champion. Right, yeah. Um, I'm going to be very, very honest. Uh, a, a lady who I've heard uh, very little of um, until she came to AEW. However, I've absolutely... Um, I was going to say fallen in love with her. However, that's not going to stand me. <laughs> said with the woman who's currently across the room from me. <laughs> um, I th- I think she's fantastic. Um, she said, for- "Oh shit, she's just peered around the door." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's fantastic inside and outside the ring. Um, she's quite a lovable person. You connect with her. I, I don't think there's anything. Number four. Oh God, you're gonna do it to me, aren't you? Yes, you are. You, yes, you are. You're doing it to me. Number four. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Britt Baker. Um. Oh, Bunkle. Fucking hell. God, I hate to see you so disappointed, Bunkle. Um. I have to say Britt Baker because very rarely do we see a woman who has or, or any athlete. For that, uh, for that matter, have a long injury. Who's going to be out for several months, and yet still manages to keep herself relevant in storylines and interesting. Is what I've seen in AEW. Are you not confusing? Oh, Britt Baker. Do you know Britt what ba- I was? Yeah, yeah. The den- sorry. The dentist who then was a bunny, who then was something else. She wasn't a bunny. That was she's Alice. She's always a, That's Ali. Don't even know what you're talking about. You know, Stop slagging off. <laughs> I was. I was. I was getting. I was getting Britt Baker confused with um, Will Ospreay's Mrs. Whatever her fucking Me name Beasley. is. Beasley. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, I was getting uh, them. T- I was getting them two mixed up for whatever Britt reason. Baker, a fantastic heel. I think she started off quite iffy in AEW because they were trying to promote her as the um, the Charlotte Flair face of the uh, AEW. It wasn't working. She's gone to a heel, which is quite good, quite interesting. She picked up a very nasty injury. It's going to keep her out for quite a long time. She's in a wheelchair. She's called herself the role model, yeah. which I thought was very, very, very funny. Um, and she's managed to keep that interesting She's managed to keep that interesting. End of. Number five. This might cause a few heads to roll. Rosemary. Have you seen enough of her? I I like the... the, um, She's so good in the ring. And I like the work she does outside of it. She puts the work in in the promos and the um, backstage and... Uh, scenes, if you uh, if you know what I mean, um, she's a great character. It's a great character, and she's built that all on her own. Um, she came through with uh, Abyss and Crazy Steve as oh what decay, and she's broke away from that. I've seen her at a certain unnamed promotion. Please insert it here, Coxie. Um, 
don't want to give him publicity. And she was... <laughs> considering who she paints herself as and the character she portrays, what a lovely bloody woman at the end of the day as well. Uh, the fact that um, it wasn't just... I'm a massive wrestling fan and we went to this wrestling promotion um, <laughs> with my mother and my sister on a regular basis. It's how I met you lot. It's how I'm here on the podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, and my sister was the one that actually said, I want a picture taken with her. She seems quite cool. And for my sister to go up and do that is a big leap for her because she's quite a... She doesn't like meeting people. She doesn't like meeting people, let alone famous people. And the fact that she paid a good 20 to 30 quid to not to actually have a picture with Rosemary, but get something signed by her as well, um, spoke volumes to me um, as a brother and as a, a person commenting on wrestling to who this woman actually is. I think she is very, very underrated. I don't know what you guys think. I think she's so very underrated. Yeah, as, as I say, I haven't seen that much of her. I haven't yeah. seen that much of her, to be honest. I haven't seen that much of her. Uh, Uncle, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it in the same order right now. Um, so, number one, Charlotte Flair. She is the yeah. most talented and she looks a star. So, <laughs> she's number one. Number yeah. two, Ray Ripley. Ooh, the perfect foil for my number one. <laughs> to be honest with you, like, Ray Ripley is... Well, I see more sort of like potential, potential in Rhea Ripley than a ward in sort of like Tony Storm. Yeah. Like, you know when like people were hyping up Tony Storm to the absolute fucking moon? Yeah. I just remember looking at her just sort of like going, I do not see it. I, I don't see it. Sorry, but... Yeah, you see, like, I, I remember when... I mean, I wasn't actually that impressed with it when I, for, when I saw Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley for the NXT UK Women's Ta- Cha- Championship. I wasn't that impressed. But I remember, I remember a conversation I was having with uh, Mr. Dark. Ray Ripley's selling is phenomenal for a woman who, in most of her matches, is probably the the the, the bigger athlete. I think her selling is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, I I I agree with you um, wholeheartedly, uh, Mr. Bunkle. Um, <laughs> Number three, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, my girl. She is so, so, so good. Honestly, get this girl watched. She's the NWA Women's Champ for a fucking reason. She is. Get this girl watched. Yeah. She is muck and filth. Get her. Whoa, okay. Well, there's also the, um, uh, whoa. the whoa. MMA documentary okay. wasn't there as well. That was a really good watch. Yes, yeah. Um, get her on your face. Get her on yeah. your face. Get her on your TV screen, and enjoy your fucking life. Yeah, a, a fantastic. Can, can you rephrase that, please, Anne, rather than get her on your face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Get her on your TV screens for fucking. <laughs> get her on your TV screens. Get her on your T-shirt. New merch. She's amazing, honestly. Um, re- inside the ring, up there, seriously up there, mm. seriously, seriously up there. And I'm not saying that a because I, I I want to please Bunkle, but <laughs> because I I truly believe she is one off, if not the top female performers out there today. Call me out if you want, but no, I no. honestly think I she, you you talk about your Charlotte Flairs, you talk about your Beckett Lynch. Fair enough. I'm going to talk about the Thunder Roses if that's all right for you. End of. Yeah. Uh, number four. Asuka. Again, mm-hmm. I think fantastic in the ring, fantastic out of the ring. Um, no, my. I I want to give her more time to speak. I think that's one thing that they don't do enough of. And though I like the whole, let's just scream at everybody in Japanese because nobody knows what I'm saying. <laughs> that's um, brilliant. That's I think it. I think it, I think it's a great gimmick. Yeah, I think, it's I, think fucking, it, um, I think it's great. I think it's great, but I think she could. Ju- I, I think what was that? Oh, it was it was Nakamura actually, where he was doing I know, a exactly. oh, I, saying yeah. it in English, and he was, and then and then he got asked a question he didn't like. He goes, "Don't speak." Speaking English. Yeah, it was the night. It was the night after WrestleMania 34. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of like, I'm really sorry that I low blowed AJ Styles and just gives a wink at Renee Young. <laughs> and it's Renee's, Renee's just like, it's just going, I think you're being disingenuous. You just sort of like, can you actually give us sort of like an actual, you know, meaning, you know, a reason behind your actions? He just sort of looks away, looks back and he goes, sorry, no speak English. <laughs> and just walks off. It's just I- fucking... To be fair, at that point when I watched it, I thought, oh, you know what, you've won, you've won television, you've won the internet. There's nothing left for me to do. I've switched off. That's it. That's it for me. <laughs> and you were right too, because he went on to have an incredibly forgettable feud with Mr. AJ Styles. And then I got stuck between two here as my fifth, and I'm still stuck now. To be honest, looking at it. Let's help you decide. Come on, talk to me. I'm gonna based on potential and hopefully not poisoning my locker room, I'm going to choose Camille because I know she's green as goo shit, but I think she has the look, she has the charisma, and she can be a star. Who's the other one? Tessa Black. No, Camille, 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 all the fucking Camille, way, Camille, Camille, all the, the fucking, Tessa Blanchard, on a, on a serious note, fuck you for for trying to change uh, women in professional wrestling and women a world title, and then you go off and be an absolute arsehole and think you can just like keep the title away from that company and then hold it for ransom, you, I'm sorry, you've just been a dick. At least come back and defend it in some capacity, even if you're going to drop it. I don't care. Sorry, stop being a dick. Camille. Anthony, she's she's a horrible fucking human being, as Tessa Blanchard. I know she's. The thing is with Camille, it's just sort of like her majority of her wrestling career, she's been a, well, I don't want to say a valet, but she's been the insurance policy for Nick Aldis. Yeah. Like, 
You just give her time. Yeah. Train her properly. Well, it's like I always say. My my, um, slogan in life is, I take a nice idiot over a smart arsehole any day. (laughs) (laughs) And and to, to be honest, Camille... You, you can work with that. She, yeah. That's the kind of lady who you put in a ring and she'll well, listen to you. And she, honestly, she will improve. She's going to be an absolute fucking star one day. Yeah. This Tessa Blanchard cunt, because f- fuck me, absolute entitled arsehole. That's what she is, an entitled arsehole. End of the day, I'm sorry. She, she had the opportunity to put women's wrestling on a fucking pedestal and instead of acting like a, a champion like you would Nick Aldis yeah, yeah. and promoting a company and leading the company and putting that company above or else you hide away in your home and you say oh give me this money and I'll give you back your championship sod off do one you're a disgrace you've put probably put women's wrestling back in that company back a couple of years I feel sorry for the women in Impact Wrestling because of that woman. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, I, I, you know, I was looking at purely, like, I, I've watched, if, if, well, I want to say probably more Tessa Blanchard matches than I'd like to admit, just because I started to watch TNA for some strange reason. Sorry, Impact Wrestling, it's not TNA anymore. Um, but, like, I watched... I don't know if anybody else watched um, What's Causing All This, but I watched the episode with Camille where he sat down and he spoke to her about how she got started in wrestling. And, you know, she is trained. She just hasn't had many matches. And you can see that. And her debut on Power was built up to be a big thing. And that's the way I'd look at it. That's the way I'd look to use her. At the minute, is she the polished article? No, but she doesn't need to be, especially in the roster of five I've put together. She doesn't need to be the polished star. She can come in, she can work with enhancement talent and build her. You can can work with her and build build her up to a very... Because obviously this year the Crockett Cup was going to be a massive event. Hopefully, Hopefully it gets done next year. I'm not going to say it's going to take, say, next year, 2021, but you can imagine 2022, they can build Camille to be a fucking big star. Yeah. Going up against Thunder Rosa, and I'm not being funny, but us yeah. as a four, I, I can't speak for every single one of you, but I personally would look forward to that match. Camille versus Thunder Rosa, a very uh, polished Camille who's toned up on her wrestling skills for at least a year and a half against yeah. the Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Money. It's mo- money. Yeah, I'm it just going to say one word. Money. I've got a money match in my female list, by the way. Yeah. Let's count around that. Um, in fact, I'll get onto it now. Uh, so my five females, I'm including my roster. Number one for me, Asuka. Ever since she's come into WWE, I have loved pretty much everything that she has done, bar her losing at WrestleMania 34 to Charlotte, for Charlotte to just lose the um, the women's title to Camille in just sort of like, you know, cash, cash in moments, you know, as WWE likes to call it. 
think that was a complete waste. And then she was just kept off the roster for like a year or whatever. And then they tried building her back up again. And then she's sort of like starting to find some success sort of like at this point in time. But I just look back at sort of like when she initially came in as she as just being this fucking dominant force and she was fucking well she still is fucking awesome and the youtube page is fucking awesome as well if you ever get a chance to catch it yeah, it's really fucking entertaining yeah yeah her youtube is awesome her as a wrestler she's she's a complete performer end of yeah I don't, I don't think we need to add anything else other than she's a complete performer end of yeah uh my number two is who i would put against Asuka. In the big money match, because we didn't didn't get it in WWE, Kyrie Sane. I fucking love Kyrie Sane. Um, I, I only ever watched the first May Young Classic. Didn't watch the second one for whatever reason. Just couldn't really be bothered watching it. But she was the standout performer from that tournament. And then sort of like her running NXT was, I think it could have been better. But was yeah. sacrificed sort of like for what is my number number three pick, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but I, I just think she's a great fucking worker. Yeah, and I feel that she was done a bit dirty with before she left the company, just sort of like you know being ragdolled about by yeah. a certain Samoan or this, a certain this member of the Samoan family. Kyrie yeah. so underrated. So yeah. under she she does this girl does not get the praise that she deserves. It's actually borderline heartbreaking to watch her perform the way she does and not get the praise. Borderline heart borderline heartbreaking on a on a personal level. Um and then she gets wrecked up by the Rock's cousin and then nothing happens. So that shows you where WWE is, is at at the minute so fuck them if they don't want a fantastic performer like Kyrie saying whatever obviously she's going to go back to Japan be an absolute star like we all of us know she can be and she will be mm-hmm. and in another 10 years time we'll be saying the rest is history this this girl's so underrated so underrated it's criminal yeah yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, my number three is, well, might be, well, my last three could be sort of like a tad controversial. I've gone with Shayna Baszler because I really quite like her gimmick, her sort of like her MMA gimmick. I really liked her work in sort of like NXT. I sort of like had a problem with her, the same problem I'd have with Jay White in that she's so great of a heel, she doesn't really need sort of like the the outside interference. I think that's the, uh, that's the only thing that really sort of like dragged it down a little bit for me. I think she's a fantastic performer. I think if you put her in the ring with like a really good worker, you'll get a really darn good fucking match out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'd, I'd, it's a, it's a, Performer, I'd really like on my roster. Yeah, I'd, uh, I I f- fully agree with that. I don't like the the interfering uh, with her two MMA buddies that she's had in her matches um, through NXT. Um, I don't think she needs that. 
Nope. I think she can be an absolute kick-ass on her own. Well, um, she is. She, well, she is a kick-ass on her own. But I, th- I, think, some, I think we spoke about this sometimes uh, with G.O.D. and uh, Gado. Um, I, I know it's completely different, but it's the same situation. I think sometimes yeah, yeah. it devalues the... Um, the performer rather than the the, the storyline which they're trying to get over. Shayna Baszler doesn't need them two ladies. The fact that I don't even know their names is criminal. Um, but it's I don't. Marina, Marina, I know one's one's Marina Shafir. Yeah, one's, one's Jasmine Duke. because Marina Shafir right. is the one who's married to Roderick Strong. Right. Um, mm. But the fact that I don't know that. Yeah. And yeah, it says it all. I, I think, uh, yeah, well, it says it all, doesn't it? That you have to know it because Roderick Strong's married to one of them. Or, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Um, and not, not a shot on anyone, but um, Shane Bezer can be a, a stud, an absolute star on her own. And I think if you keep them two ladies away from her, you're going to do Shane Bezer the absolute. Uh, a, a massive benefit in yeah. Dolan State, a, a, a big benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number four is quite out of left field because I was considering sort of like Awesome Kong, just for sort of like a work in TNA of just yeah. sort of like when she was this great big monster um, going up against Gail Kim, which is sort of like one of the things that's talked about in sort of like the grand scheme of TNA. Um, I considered Ember Moon as well, because mm-hmm. I actually think she's a really darn good fucking worker, but she's lost, lost in the shuffle. Yep. Um, but my number four is going to be Piper Niven, also known as Viper on the UK Indies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think she's... I, d- I just think she's really fucking good. I, d- I really fucking... It's, well... She's not like she's not the best wrestler. I I disagree. I think she's a fucking amazing wrestler, and I think she's another one of these NXT UK wrestlers that have gone under the radar and have been so underrated. Um, she she she's fantastic. I think uh, when I've seen her in um. Certain wrestling promotion. Um, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> England Patriots. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only um, football team I'll let you dub over me. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she's a fantastic wrestler. Um, I've not seen much promo work from her, but I'm not going to start criticising something I haven't seen. Um all I know is, is she's uh, an absolutely fantastic lady, um, yeah. totally devoted to the business. Um, again, one of those NXT UK wrestlers that are completely underrated. Um, I watched, I had the honour, pleasure, displeasure of watching NXT these last couple of weeks. And uh, uh, there's Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Oh, God. Yeah. You're, if, if, again, Uncle, look me in the eyes, you dirty little chaffins, and tell me <laughs> that Viper, Piper Niffler, is better than Leah. 
Oh, she is 100% better than Aaliyah. Aaliyah is fucking dog shit. That's the backward nature I hate about NXT. That Viper, or I'm going to call her Viper, I'm going to call her, is better than most of that NXT women's roster. Yeah. It doesn't need an argument, and I honestly couldn't care if you disagree with me. It's, as far as I can, I'm concerned, it's... She's better. She's honestly, I think she's the best British wrestler, British, uh, best British women's wrestler. I think she's could have one hell of a match with Rhea Ripley. I think she could have one hell of a match with Kaylee Ray. She's up there with the best. And I don't think she's being treated that way. And I think it's absolutely wrong. Got, um, she's she's an absolutely that. lovely lady, and she works up she works her absolute fucking ass off, and she's not getting the recognition she deserves. And I think she I think it's fucking wrong, honestly. Sort of similar to my number five pick is just sort of like um I know they're a lovely lady. I know they're completely dedicated to the sort of like the craft. And the one thing that my fifth pick has got is that the pretty much sort of like new in the industry and I'd have confidence in her sort of like going into my locker room and be eager to want to learn as much as possible from the other people I've got in my locker room and that is from well I want to say UK Indies fame but you know just sort of like from the UK Indies um Rio not the Rio that's in AEW but like Oh yeah, yes. yeah. England. Oh. Rio, I, I I walked past you in the uh, Pear Tree Pub in uh, Penfield near Kingsfold, and I said hello, <laughs> and you completely blanked me. So go fuck yourself. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm so I am so joking. This um. She is um, actually uh, speaking to the... Where I used to live in Penwithin, I live in Blackpool now. I know I have a downgrade. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Oh, fuck (laughs) off. You know it's... Okay, yeah, you're laughing at me, but you know I'm telling the truth. Um, (laughs) How much whiskey have you had? um, Hang on. How full's a bottle? (laughs) Jesus. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, I used to live in Penfield. Uh, the Pear Tree Pub was my local. And, um, oh, what was it? One of her relatives was like, uh, like a regular. Um, I didn't know this until I went to a show. I saw I saw her with uh, a certain Yeston Reese again, Yeston Reese starts with an I in case you're fucking really not a yes the way it's fucking said. Um, and um, as, as far as I know, I was, I was sort of asking, she said, Oh, oh, she's just starting out, she's going to this, um, she started professional wrestling, so all oh, right, okay, fair enough. Uh, again, none the wiser as to who she was. Um, but then I realised it was 
Rio. Um, I only realised that as she walked past me as I was walking out after about 15 pints of Strongbow. <laughs> um, all I can say is, um, from that point of view, as I think I know her less from the wrestling and more from the um, what the community say, what a hard-working young lady. Yeah. What a what mm-hmm. a lovely hardworking lady, um, who deserves who's put in so much work, um, to the point where to be fair, if pissheads are saying oh she's wasting her life doing that, um, I'd honestly say I said look if it's what she, if it, that's what she wants to do, fair play to her let her work at it, and I couldn't be happy for her to be honest with you. I mean, she walked into that that, that pub one night, um, presumably after a, an event of some sort. She she looked like a million dollars, and she felt like me as a wrestling fan felt like a star. Mm. Uh, and to to hear what I heard from her locals from her friends, from her family, that she's there all the time, she's working. I said, fair play to her. God bless her. You know, she works hard. She gets what she deserves. She's getting what she deserves out of it. World's a oyster. Off you go, love. Off you go. Are you done? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just trying to get across that. I didn't know her personally, but I felt yeah. I know I knew her a bit more than the performer I just saw of Yeston Race. Because all I saw was a valet with Yeston Race. That's all I yeah. saw from her. And not the, the hard-working powerhouse that uh, I heard of and saw after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, God That's, bless her. She's she's yeah. worked hard. She deserves what she gets out of it. I I trained with her briefly for White Colour Force. To be fair, I and, did too. Uh, well, she was well, she was really nice, and she was even at, she was at the Dave Taylor seminar, and she was like just chat, she was chatting to us all and stuff, and giving us bits of advice. And I said to us, "Oh, the show tonight? Like you booked or anything?" She's like, "No, not booked. It's like go and play bingo with me, Nan." I was like, oh, fair enough." <laughs> my my sister was in the same school year as her. She's a lovely lady she's she's yeah. very very lovely she's not an arsehole she doesn't fucking give you the <laughs> you know she doesn't lay into you if you're not doing it. she's fantastic she's she's so nice and she works hard and she deserves all the success she gets and i'm very very happy that um someone put her on their list shall we say the list yeah. of girls. Well, I'm I'm sort of like Coxie in that I'd sort of like trained a little bit sort of like with her. And, you know, I could sort of recognise the fact that she is passionate, she is hardworking, and she's pretty darn good in the ring. And I think that's something that you could utilise a lot. Right, Mr. AXE. <laughs> You've had plenty of time to mull over your females list. Oh, I've changed one already, so... Ooh! Oh. Controversial! <laughs> of course. 
Well, so it's where's, uh, where's Carmella much... and where's she going? S-A-V-U-L-A-U-S It's the fact that even as my mate Dave Anderson pointed out, is that that bit where it's it's the um, L-O-U-A-S and it sounds like she's saying A-S it's like, she's actually saying ass but it more sounds more like A-S you know, we just take a pause to just applaud Corey Graves <laughs> Jesus. right off we go carry on <laughs> so, um, I'm not applauding that dickhead fuck off <laughs> oh to be you know what let's not get into it let's fucking carry on <laughs> I'll applaud him uh, my first my first my first pick, of course, everyone's favourite Latina, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Woo! Love it. Uh, n- number two, Asuka. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, give it to me, Coxie. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you you just... stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, first you're saying get Thunder Rosa on your face. Now you're like... I didn't mean that. I meant get Thunder Rosa on your telly rather not get her on your face. You know what I meant? Listeners, you know what I meant. The reason of the speaking out movement, mate. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Uh, Number three. Number three. Alice and Kay. Ooh. Me and you, you Bunkle, had a discussion about this. Yeah. Uh, where she stands in the uh, the grand old stage of women's wrestling. I reckon she's up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say anything else in case I'm out as a fucking... <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell. Fet me. <laughs> uh, number four, Ray Ripley. Yep, can't argue. Yeah. And my number five, I did have down as Mia Yim. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Not seen enough of this, personally. I've liked what I've seen on, of what I've seen of her on NXT, to be fair. But then, like, the fact that Lewis is, like, just throwing her in there, I've got to go, like, Rio. Yeah. I think there's a case for Mia Yim as a strong sixth in all our uh, lists, so to speak, because yeah, of um, yeah, I did. I, I certainly think she's the best of the um, or one of the best of the NXT uh, ladies up there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right, tag teams, gentlemen. Oh fuck! Am I going first? Yeah. No, I can go first. I can go first. Yeah. If you want. yeah. Swap it up. I'll go first. Because <laughs> uh, I've... Yeah, because I've got my sort of like my list pretty much sorted. And I'm um, excited so my, for help. Yeah, well, I've got pad and pen as well, so mm. it's fine. So my number one pick in terms of tag teams are the former Revival, Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder. Don't know what they go under in AEW, but F- FTR. They call it FTR, I.e. fuck the rest. Yeah, just to... Well, I don't know what they go on to sort of like individually, but I know they're FTR in Jack AEW. Paul Wood and um, some other fucking <laughs> <head>. <laughs> See, you don't fucking know, and you watch AEW week to week. 
Mm. Um, Doesn't mean I pay yeah. attention. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you're just looking for a tag team that sort of a great sort of like throwbacks to tag team wrestling in the 80s, I'd say they're the perfect fucking example, really. And they give sort of like a bit of a modern twist without going into sort of like flip de doo wrestling yeah. that has become a staple of modern day. Yeah. They are an, a fresh um, outlook on um, the young books. Yeah, they are uh, pro- the, the, what a proper tag fact, team should be. Yeah. For those of you who are watching the. Um... <laughs> yeah. I think they're a fresh outlook on what we think um, tag team wrestling is. You're making a change there. I am making a. I'm making a big, a big change, and I'll go over it later. A big. Yeah. It's a massive change as well. Okay. Uh, my number two pick is the undisputed era contingent of Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Oh, just because when Bobby Fish got that like knee injury and was out for like a year and Roderick Strong had to step in in his place. I honestly think the matches or the tag team matches that they had, I think the quality stepped up quite a lot. And don't get me wrong. I fucking I think Bobby Fish and Carlo Riley are, fu- are a fucking amazing tag team. But I just remember sort of like the takeover matches that they had with like um, only Lorcan and Danny Birch. And then you had the um, match against like the War Raiders or like the Viking Raiders as they're known at this point in time, which incidentally are also on my list as well. Um, I just thought that those matches were just sort absolutely fucking incredible, incredible sort of like tag team matches and like, can you imagine sort of like O'Reilly and Strong against like FTR? I mean, fuck me. That would they did be... very well because uh, Bobby Fish got a very nasty injury. Yep. Yeah, it was a. It injury. sort of happened by accident, but I yeah. do agree with you in the fact that they are a very good tag team. Go on, look in your phone, James. I don't care. No, I'm agreeing I, with him so much, I'm changing I, my list. I am. <laughs> I do agree. In fact, I'm thinking about it myself at the moment. <laughs> I've changed my list. No. It's on my phone. <laughs> I apologise. Stop changing you my probably, mind. Um, you prob- you I, probably won't I, change it once you find out who I've picked next. But anyway, I do go on, agree with you in that because I, I've only not put them because I knew someone else would. Um. That sounds like a, a, such a shitty reason to not include. It's just who you want. Mm. But uh, oh, it's making me think now. Carry on. <laughs> Carry, no, get on with it. But I change my mind. Get on with it. Oh, okay. I don't like. I don't uh, like it. So Delete. Third pick. <laughs> third pick that I've sort of like already spoiled for myself. Uh, the War Raiders, Viking Raiders. Um. Raymond Rowe and um, Hanson, like the former, uh, what were they known as in Ring of Honor? The War, War Machine. War Machine. War Machine. War Machine. That was it. War Machine. Um, I I really fucking like this 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 team. They're just sort of like a mixture of sort of I like power and sort of like big man athleticism. And as I say, sort of like I think they're like. 
well, it wasn't technically their swan song, but it was like technically the swan song for Ricochet and Alistair Black in NXT. But I remember, I, I always remember that match being fucking amazing. Amazing. They're an amazing fucking tag team. And also yeah. sort of like it's a, a promotion that will rename, remain nameless. Um, <laughs> I remember they sort of like had, there's two matches that I saw them. They had a match against um, O'Reilly and Fish when they were Red Dragon. And there was a match against the UK Hooligans as well. <laughs> this unnamed promotion. Both of those matches, fucking fantastic. Great. I, I just, I, they're really darn good tag team in my opinion. I will say this about them two gentlemen. Um, uh, said promotion between <laughs> this promotion between uh, another promotion that will have to pay us to promote them. Um, we arrived early and went for a breakfast somewhere at another undis- <laughs> undisclosed location that might promote us or not. <laughs> and we saw these, uh, ch- we saw War Machine taking pictures outside the venue, which made uh, <laughs> sponsors or not. And they were the, the nicest human beings, most courteous, because you get it all the time that Famous people don't want to have anything to do with you outside. They don't want anything to do with you. Um, they don't want to take pictures outside of the, the venue or whatever. Yeah. Um, Eric and Ivor, as the known now, or Hanson and Rowe, as I knew them, were the loveliest, perfect gentlemen because I was gushing over him. As a wrestling fan, gushing, I'm going to gushing uh, over him as a wrestling fan. My mother and my sister, who were not the biggest wrestling fans, but knew of them, uh, they were so courteous and so nice to give them the time to take photographs, to have the the the, the have a chat, just have a chat. You know what I mean? It it was a five minute chat. That's all it was. And it meant so much to my mum and my sister to have that chat with legitimate big stars who were just floundering around. And we helped us out. Oh, hotel is uh, that way. If you just go up there and, oh, and, oh yeah, if you want to go for a drink, you go in that way. And, oh, yeah, if you, it, good breakfast. You want to come with us for breakfast? That'll be fine. They were so nice and so courteous. It meant more to me seeing them behave that way to my sisters and uh, my mother than. To be fair, they could have called me an arsehole and told me to fuck off. <laughs> it's just, it's just the, the the little things with the little things with sort of like the wrestlers outside of the ring yeah. that just sort of like they leave more of an impression in you, which is sort of ironic because sort of like I was tossing in my mind who my fourth pick would be, um, because. Interesting you talk about sort of like generosity with wrestlers outside the ring. Because I kept thinking of sort of like Apollo Crews when he was Uha Nation mm. at like said promotion that we used to go to. Um, and I remember because it was a, he was teamed up with Chad Gable at some point. I think it was like at some point last year, but it wasn't on TV. It was on the house show circuit. So it was just sort of like, eh, I don't know if it will technically, you know, be allowed. Um, but 
fucking hell, what a fucking tag team that would have been. Um, but my fourth pick, and this is probably the most controversial, is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus from the Jurassic <laughs> Express. And a see Bunkle with his head do you in his want hands. Me to, do you want me to leap to your defence before Bunkle um, um, well, leaps you a new arsehole? I'll give my reasons first. I'll give my reasons first. I think, well, I've not seen sort of like the Jurassic Express of sort of like, you know, current AEW moniker. But I watched AEW for a little bit when it very first got going. And the combination of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I thought was really darn fucking good. I thought Luchasaurus was had a unique look, you know, and the, the unique to an extent um, wrestling style. I was impressed to see him sort of like move around for a guy that's as big as he is. And I think Jungle Boy, despite being a little bit on the small side, I think he's he's got something in terms of sort of like being such a natural baby face that you could probably like, if you wanted to sort of like split that tag team up, you could probably look at him being sort of like a great big, massive white hot baby face that would be able to get any sort of crowd on his side. Uh, Bunkle off you go. And then I'll prove you wrong later. To be fair, I, it, this is less egregious than the Orange Cassidy incident, of course. Um, <laughs> How you calling it an incident? <laughs> <laughs> like there's been a crash on the M62. <laughs> it's worse than a crash. It's a fucking murder. It's called the murder of wrestling. Um, <coughs> Bloody hell. The Cornette symbiote is at it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll I tell you what. I, as someone who, like you, hasn't seen the most recent AEW and this time the other one, I'll be, oh, I will openly admit to that. And the majority of what I know of current AEW is what Jim Cornette says. Because Jim Cornette reviews it all the time. And, you know, I, I trust him. And, <laughs> I watched, I watched my 7,200 seconds of AEW and knew that it was a load of bullshit. Well, but, he's, he's not... It's, well, Cornette's not going to be able to review it now because Chris Jericho's banned him for the foreseeable future of him <laughs> reviewing any AEW content. Because you can stop somebody watching a show that's free to watch. Forever proof that Chris Jericho is an idiot. Um, oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> As an has an aneurysm in the other room. I don't feel well. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually have a problem with the pick because I, from I also believe Jungle Boy possibly does have something in the future. You know, he could become greater than this tag team. I think Luchasaurus is a fucking idiot. I will just never forget the match where he was trying to hold his mask on and still wrestle. Come on, come on, lads. Come on, this doesn't look fucking carny as shit. You know, it doesn't look fucking terrible. 
seen it plus it could have been worse i could have said jungle boy and marco stunt then you probably would have yeah. lost your fucking yeah, yeah. all right okay fair enough and i will i will tell you this i will tell you this there is a reason why i picked jungle boy and luchasaurus because i don't get it with marco stunt like he's little a that's child. his gimmick does that make it like this yeah the thing is with jungle boy is like he's got natural baby face He's, well, he looks like an actual baby face. Whereas it's sort of like, you know, so he can, get, he can get... That is what he is. Yeah. So when you've got, like, Marco Stunt doing these sort of, like, you know, Tilt World Horror on, like, Ray Phoenix and fucking Pentagon Jr. and they're actually fucking bumping for it, that just looks... Inc- well, it just... It looks fake. And I realise it's pro wrestling, you know... It's fake. It's not real to you, damn it. But, you know, there needs to be a little bit of believability with it. Yeah. And I say yeah. sort of like a little bit of believability because I realise what Luchasaurus is, but Luchasaurus is, is unique to me. And I think, like, him and Jungle Boy would make a very decent tag team. Amen. Amen. Right, next. Is it me? Yes, go on, Mr. Cox. Please, Coxie, go first, please. Put some cocks in your ears. Put a cock in, I mean, put some cocks in you. Careful now. That's as bad as get get a Thunder Rose on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Hey, Thunder Rose, if you're listening, I didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean. (laughs) She's not going to listen to this, it's fine. Yes, she will. She loves Lost Art. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that could, maybe that maybe that can be an alternative name for the show. Thunder on your face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking tagger in it. <laughs> what have we got? What have we got to lose? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so first of all, uh, FTR. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> no <joke>. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, I changed this one. I can't remember who I had previously. Uh, but I'll come with War Machine because I forgot about them. <laughs> Fair Literally, enough. I was, on, I was on the bus home on Wikipedia, like looking through tag team stuff on like, Wikipedia, going, Where are the Zem guys? And I just kept forgetting like other teams. Um, third pick, Red Dragon. Oh, that's a good yep. shout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Love uh, it. Of course, saw them at the first Super Show of Honor weekender. Just amazing. So. Uh, four pick Gallows and Anderson. Ooh. Oh no! Oh, talk to me, talk to me. What's your <laughs> thought process behind that? I just think they're a, a decent tag team. Like, plus you can, like, as Bunkle several pairs, he's like, I can split these guys up and have them as jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But not only that, but I, like, I quite like the, the, the gimmicks of, like, Chad Too Bad and, like, Sex Ferguson. Like, I think Sex Ferguson's fucking hilarious. Who's Sex Ferguson? He's, uh... Is that the, is that the, is that the gimmick, was that their gimmicks on uh, Southpaw? Yeah, that they used on the uh, talk, yes. talking shop mania. What the fuck is Sex Ferguson fucking <laughs> I'll send you a video. Help me out here, fellas. I'll, I'll show you a video. I'd rather you didn't. 
Can I please go on to my tag teams now before I fucking get well, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I've got special mentions as well for uh, two teams, but it's only because of the names. Um, unfortunately, neither of them are together anymore. And there was the Roderick Strongs, which Roderick Strong was. Roderick Strong wasn't a part of. He wasn't a part of, but they were called the Roderick Strongs. <laughs> and there was also the Unbreakable Fucking Machines, which is Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. Uh... But there we go. To be fair, that is a cool name. Yeah. Right. And it's dark. I am. Uh, first, I'd like to apologise. <laughs> um, I'd, uh, I'd like to go with um, GOD, the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, that's my first pick. Yep. Um, second pick, I'd like to go with the uh, Lucha Brothers of uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. Okay. Oh, fuck uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's like. Honestly, Uncle looks like he considered going the last minute of the Champions League final. Fucking hell! <laughs> um, how, would, how would you know that? How would, you know, how would he know that, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, we're both City fans. That's the team. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I got a cut. Oh, God, he wins the Premier League and he thinks he's fucking bullshit. (laughs) I'm not. not Oh, you've won it once. Let's have a big bank. Right. Fucking hell. I'm not the one that called it the the corrupt cut, buddy. Oh, well, put it this way, I'd rather list uh, a European Cup than have my car on um, bricks. Right. <laughs> yeah, literally the only the only thing I'd say about the Lucha Bros would be no Canadian destroyers and cut down on the Cerro Miedo. I I, I agree with you. Tw- I, I agree with you there. Um, I think they're better than that. They need to learn how to make tags. Well, yeah, that comes with being in wrestling. Um, my other two now. I was struck between four, oh, and, I, and I've narrowed it down. I was struck between Santana or Ortiz, the Young Bucks. Kill yourself now. FTR and the North from Impact. I, I've not seen enough of the North. I, I have narrowed it down to uh, FTR. Yeah. I love the fact that, that, that Bunkle is literally as close to the webcam as he can and, possibly be. And I'm still not... Um, I'm still not determined on my last choice. Um, I'm good. You know what? I crossed out one and I put the offer. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go with the North. Can't argue with that. Who's, I've gone who's, with in, the, who's in the North? I haven't seen any of this. It's a north. good point. I, I, I don't know the name specifically. <laughs> <laughs> However, the one called Ethan, is it Ethan Page or Alexander Page? Yeah. Um, I've, 
I've watched I love matches. The fact that you're looking, I love the fact that you're looking it up now. I can just see the glow from your freaking laptop. <laughs> I'm looking at no face. I, I need a new jumper. <laughs> I'm a fraud. Uh, no, um, I thought I don't watch a lot of Impact Wrestling. I really, really don't. I'm sorry to disappoint the absolute plethora of um, Impact Wrestling fans that we we know we have watching this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Watch some decent wrestling, you arseholes. But the the match I've seen, again, I don't know the names. I don't stay around to long, long enough to know the names. Um, all I know is that, uh, hang on, wikipedia.org.uk, right, okay. Um, (laughs) They've been in Ring of Honor, uh, and that's about it. (laughs) They've been PWG. Um, All I can say is the matches I've seen them in, in Impact, have been really, really good. It takes a lot for me to, A, go on YouTube and actually look at the shit you're in. I'm sorry that if that in, insults some of you wrestlers. Um, again, I'm sorry if it, it well, whatever. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. What am I apologizing? Um, Lucha Bros, Pentagon, Phoenix, amazing. I don't care what any of you say. They're amazing. Uh, G.O.D. Uh, been at the uh, head of the um, tag team division in New Japan for quite a while now, as uh, Lewis might confirm for me. Yes, I can confirm. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> that. Thank you for your confirmation. <laughs> God, that was oddly formal. But yeah, I mean... I'm just I'm just distracted because I'm pretty sure like the great big massive a great big massive thunderstorm coming through because I don't know if you can see this. No, I just saw a flash of lightning to be fair. So reflection. Thunderbolt of lightning, very very frightening me. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised, right? I'm just turning the lights off. I don't know whether you can see out that way. You see those? Ooh. See that flash of light? Oh, hello you, you dirty little finch. Oh, I don't know what came I've just heard thunder I'm down my end, so. Hang on a minute. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go back to the, uh, the, the old. Uh, give me a minute. I can hear it rumbling. I can hear it rumbling a little bit. But, yeah, it's just great big massive flashes in the sky. <laughs> mm. It flashed. It flashed. <laughs> I do not believe you. <laughs> Yeah, that was literally just just like the last just like the last ten fifteen minutes when I've been sort of like you know like here I've just been sort of yeah. like looking looking out at it. The, old, the only like, thing that came to mind then was I know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> oh, I need to have a look at my freaking legends list because I'm still I'm tossing turn over it a little bit. I've got one for definite, but the other one. I've got my two, but I did change one of that was. I changed the second one. So. Well, I've got one that I've got one that's definitely a legend. 
It's just the other one. The other one could could possibly be classed as a legend, but I'd look at it more as sort of like what he could bring in like a training aspect. Mm. Maybe. Because like, obviously you can cut this out, but one of my legends that I went for was Dean Malenko. Mm. Just because I think he'd be really good as a trainer because his dad was a fucking amazing trainer. Yeah. Um, but obviously we'll save the the recording bit. Do you want to just sort of like go on to the legends bit and then when Uncle gets back, or if he gets back, he should sort- get back. It's just he's sorting some out, so it's yeah. We'll uh, we'll crack on to the legends part. Edit. <laughs> yeah. Miraculous. Could, uh, does he do um, his tag teams or is he? Just a suggestion. Um, Don't you would it be um, wise to go over um, best of the omissions, if you know what I mean? Like, the the best we uh, the best we left out, i.e. Uh, Nick Aldis, who we couldn't give a fuck about. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, oh, I, I just thought it'd be nice to uh, go over the uh, the best to uh, best of the rest. Oh, okay. Um, I can well, I sort of gave little bits from like the females and tag teams of just sort of like names I was considering, but. Couldn't really think of any. Like the only real big admission from the males list was Eli Drake, and that was only really sort of like sacrificed for MJF, just because it didn't really have enough heels on my roster. I felt I felt it was a bit sort of like babyface heavy. That's that was enough. that was literally my that was really my only exemption from like can the I, males list. Can I volunteer to go last in the uh, legends? Yeah, well, Uncle, you've still got to give your tag teams, I think, mate. Oh, yep, yep. So, uh, my tag teams. <laughs> FDR. Yeah, buddy. As as I think everybody expected, really. Yep. Um, I've gone with the wild cards. Ooh. Just okay. cards. I, I know they haven't... I know... I know they're still relatively new. As a, As a team so to speak, but I just see a ton of potential as a team and as singles competitors later on. Uh, so I'd, I'd think more for Royce Isaacs than the Woods, Tom Latimer, personally. But yeah, just... yeah, I mean, but like we've discussed before, like Tom Latimer possibly being that guy that you build up to be, to, to, to defrote, not so much, you know, to, to eventually be in that, NWA champion. I mean, before we've, you know, muted it, muted it, muted. You know what I mean? You know. um, But I just think, you know, I think they can be good, and you know, the 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 fresh, the new. So, you know, they they made it onto my list. This is what I'm going to get slated for. The Miz and John Morrison. Oh fuck off! (laughs) Oh fuck me! Oh, and I'm a dick for now, Shit. Now, 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 now. Hear me out. No. <laughs> I'm not looking at them as a long-term tag team. I'm looking at them as two singles competitors. One who's better than the other. By probably some distance. But I'm looking at them as they've both been... 
world champions elsewhere. And well, Morris, Morrison has. Well, The Miz has been a champion in the WWE. Yeah, but it's nothing to shout about, really, is it? No, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting it is, but I'm <laughs> suggesting that when I come to splitting them up, that they are proven as singles competitors, and that's where I'm going. Alex, Alex Riley. Also. Yeah, to be honest with you, just sort of like this is probably like a controversial view, but I think I think the Miz is one of the most overrated wrestlers to come into. Well, to come through WWE in like the past decade, and like, don't get me wrong, he's a hell of a fucking heel promo. Yeah, I think that's all it's got. He's but, a shit baby. He's a shit baby face. Yeah, he doesn't add anything. Yeah. He doesn't add anything into like. I get reminded of that, you know, that Fatal Four Way match where it was Miz, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. Yeah, like literally, you take, you take the Miz out of that match. And well, it change. It, it, yeah, nothing would change because he not For me, he does not add anything. Bar if he's a heel, cutting a heel promo. But then imagine, imagine, some... imagine an underneath jobber cutting that promo and then getting his ass kicked. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna want to see that guy get his ass kicked. Yeah, because that's what you want. And if he has a bodyguard or whoever taking the bumps for him and he never gets touched, he never gets touched, he never gets touched. Two months down the line, the babyface finally gets his match with the Miz, who's been running his mouth, and wipes the floor of him. He would have to wipe the floor of him, though. I don't yeah. want to see a competitive, yeah. I don't want to see a competitive Miz match. Wipes the floor <laughs> of him. Uh, you've made money. Because that's what people want to see. Yeah. So that that's that's the that's the way I'm looking at that. Right, okay. And then you see now I'm stuck I'm stuck between two now because mm-hmm. like I I had the North on my list because like I said every time I've seen them I've been impressed. But then Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, man. Oh, how could I? No. Forgotten about them. Yeah, exactly. Men. How could you uh, think? Because I, I, I completely. Well, this is useless now. Measure from me. Let's Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't care anymore. The, they've got to be on the list. And I've still got. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. still got mine in writing. So you know. But... Throw it away. You, you, you may as well not use it. <laughs> they're, they're, oh. they're, that, that's that's my four tag teams in a nutshell. And I okay. say I get it. I get why everybody hates. Morrison and Miz, but I'm I'm not looking at a long term tag if team. They enter, if they entertain you, they entertain you, mate, and you know that's the whole purpose of us making these lists. True, true. Yeah. Right, final category: the legends. Ooh, no. Who wants to take the moniker? Who wants to open us up? <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first if you want. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna get slated, but yeah, sure. legend number one, James E. Cornette, <laughs> manager, booker, I mean, writer, everything. 
I mean, like, don't get me wrong. How how many listeners? Has... Yeah. <laughs> don't get don't get me wrong. Sort of like one of my favorite podcasts um, has been doing a lot of like 1993 onwards, like era. You know, that's that sort of like mid 90s era where sort of like J- Jim Cornette is the mouthpiece for Yokozuna. And yeah. he is fucking incredible. He's an incredible fucking mouthpiece. And I've no real issue with Jim Cornette being in there, provided, provided whatever script he's reading from or whatever material he's delivering goes through the fucking mill twice over. Just to, just to, you know, just to, you know, iron out the creases is what I'm going to say. You know, yeah. just iron out the creases here and there. Just make it. You know, worthy. Yeah. You know, suitable suitable to be broadcasting out on your promotion. I understand what you're saying. I understand that. You know, and I just, but I just think he's, you know, to me, a, I I love the guy, and I, I when I when he's people a mind say, for wrestling and he's passionate about yeah, wrestling, exactly. And that's what you want in your promotion. Yeah, exactly. And my my view of a what we call a legend. You know, I, I'm not talking guys that I want to get in the ring and have wrestle. Because the one thing that I don't actually like watching is when they go, guess who's coming back for another match? Hulk Hogan. Or guess who's coming back for another match? This old guy. I don't want to watch it, to be honest. You know, it doesn't interest me. So I'm looking at them as mouthpieces, as people who can, I can stick them with a young, some some young talent and they can progress that talent and that's changed one of my selections <laughs> uh, this, you'll be this, amazed about which one it was as well now this the second legend was where it got difficult for me because you've not heard, you've not heard my second legend yet so it's probably sort of like up for debate really <laughs> because the first thing I do is I put down Kurt Angle. But that's because I love Kurt Angle. <laughs> but then do I want to see this Kurt Angle now mumbling through promos like he was doing when he was on Raw? Well, to be honest with you, what does the legend role entail? Because I would look at sort of like... Yeah, this is where I struggled. Yeah. Yeah. How, how I've done my list is just sort of like I've done one that could be an on-air personality as well as helping out behind the scenes and then I've done another one that would sort of like primarily be a behind the scenes kind of guy but given his sort of like his experience and sort of like what he's done in his wrestling career I think would definitely sort of like help my promotion that's the way I've did it yeah you see that's it you know are these guys on screen and or are they behind the scenes and helping people out you know so you see, because I say this is kind of where I got a little bit like, what's going on? I'm a bit confused about this because then I picked Ric Flair. Mm. But then question myself that, okay, Ric Flair on screen, cutting a promo, aces. Ric Flair in the back, running up bar tabs that he can't afford, <laughs> and, <laughs> and telling women he'll make a woman out of them. I'm a bit worried. <laughs> So, so I settled 
on a man we all know as AXC. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see. Have faith in Why your fellow you man. <laughs> I faith swear your to fellow fucking man. God. <laughs> the problem is I refuse to work with Jim Cornette, so I quit before I even start. <laughs> That's fine. That means I can make a real choice. <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But if you refuse to work with Jim Cornette, I'm sorry. You know, Jim's Jim's got to be there. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that's what that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. A confusing role. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> right, um, I'll go next um, because uh, somebody that Bunkle was thinking about for their legend role, I have picked as my number one, and that would be the major boy, Rick Flair. Yeah. And I can't do it any louder than that because my mum's in bed asleep and she's up at Cracker Door to go to work. Um, Let me see I, that in. Jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a cat! <laughs> I just think Ric Flair, like, the fact I've got Nick Aldis on my roster, like, can you imagine Ric Flair being in the corner of Nick Aldis and just yeah. doing, like, Ric Flairisms whenever oh, things oh, aren't going Aldis' way? Wanking so heavily. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can feel my semi coming on. <laughs> It would be fucking incredible. Because, like, whenever I'd be... Yeah. Ric Flair, on-air personality, whether it was to manage sort of, like, Nick Aldis or MJF, or maybe even sort of, like, Ricky Starks, I think would be really cool. Um, And then my second... Second Legends pick is probably... Probably debatable. Um, I wouldn't really have him as an on-screen guy who'd mainly be behind the scenes. I would either have him as an agent or I'd have, I would have him as mainly in charge of my training, my wrestling school. And I've gone with Dean Malenko. Oh, that's nice. That's a, that's a beautiful one. Oh, yes, you dirty boy. Just, be, just <laughs> because he's... <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> He's so technically efficient as in, well, when he was an in-ring worker. I think he'd be a great fucking agent in terms of match booking, match laying out. Plus, I think he'd be a fantastic trainer because his dad was a fantastic trainer. Um, and I just think he'd be a real, real benefit sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic shout. I did think, right? But yeah. Well, neither did I, because like I originally had um, Arn Anderson down, because like, I'm a I'm a big Arn Anderson fan, and I think he's sort of like as the sort of like coach role for Cody. I think is a it's a very unique, very unique take on sort of like the manager role. Yeah. But then I was just like, you know, that's when. The sort of like the mind games sort of like have one on screen, one off screen role, and that's the way I uh, 
that's why I went about things. Yeah. That is my list. I'll volunteer myself to go next. Um, I recently um, crossed someone out because someone decided to have a fucking concert in the middle of a, in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> so I crossed this person out and replaced them with um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Ooh, Good promo okay. guy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is in terms of he'll work one of the best intimidating sort of like creepily um what the fuck you doing pal sort of thing just back up very intimidating works very very well with um what he's doing at the minute and then i came to a sort of crossroads with because i thought i've got a heel legend I need a babyface legend. And I'm looking... I've got two names on my uh, pad that I got from Zavi.com who do a Z-Box every month for $16.99. Don't give them free advertising. I'll give them free advertising. They fucking give me free stuff. I will fucking give me free stuff. Bastards. Um... (laughs) Fucking plug them. They'll fucking love us. Um, I've got two names. I'm still undecided. I'm going to throw the, the two names out there. Because, I, I, again, I'm, I'm so undecided it's unreal. If I was going to put them in order, Yushin Funderliger. Oh, I never picked the, him, to be fair. And the great Muta. And I and I'm thinking I'd, before before you say anything, I'm thinking in terms of a managerial role, uh, a promo, not in the terms of a wrestling role at all. No, I'd it's quite ironic because like Arn Anderson, I considered, and I was was actually thinking Jushin Thunderliger as well because I think I think he would be sort of like I think he would be. Sort, Christ almighty, it's proper shocking it down here. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, no, no, it, it's really fucking coming down now. Those flashes of light have definitely fucking opened up the heavens. Um, yeah, I I considered sort of like Jushin Funder for my Demolenko role. Yeah, I went with um, Demolenko. So I, 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 like would under, I, would under, I would understand Liger. Yeah, I, I like Jake the Snake for the the, the heel. That I've sort of picked one heel legend, and one babyface legend. And in terms of babyface, um, what wrestling community in the world is not going to pop off for the Great Muta or Yushin Funder Liger? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, put them in <laughs> any arena in the world. Any bingo hall, any theatre, any wrestling fan is going to go fucking masses for them two blokes. Um, I'm still undecided. I'm still undecided. Who do I go with? Yeah, I, I, mutual like uh, if I'm gonna if you're gonna twist my arm and you're gonna absolutely clamp me bollocks, I'm gonna go with Liger. 
That's that's who I go for. Yeah, that's Lager. who I go for. For me personally. Mm. Okay, AXE. I stop. Um. Yeah. So my first one, I'm literally gonna play you a quick clip to give you a hint of who it'd be. Not the hint, the hint I was going for, but I don't know, Shockmaster. Glass shattering, Steve <laughs> Austin in it. Yeah, Austin. You see, I I thought about Austin, but then I'd just be sort of like. I'd, 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 I'd just I'd, I'd have a feeling that he'd overshadow my my current talent on my roster, which is the problem that WWE go with. But the thing is, if you can get fucking Austin in, he would be so fucking huge. He yeah. would be a fucking yeah. huge acquisition. Yeah. People come just to see him walk out and then leave. Yeah. You know. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I mean, if you're getting if you're getting butts in seats because people want to see Austin walk out, stun a couple of people, drink some brewskis, and then go home, that should go home to the show. Yeah, but, but I can do that. The... So what's the fucking special thing in that? Because it's, because Steve, it's Austin. Steve Austin. Yeah, well, I'm. The... I've <laughs> got a goatee. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, but what's, what's the difference? Yeah, but... Because it's Steve I, I, fucking well, Austin. I will and say. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I'd have more confidence that you would be able to get your roster to such an extent that you wouldn't think that you would think sort of like, oh my God, Steve Austin is like, oh, but the rest of these guys, they'll they'll be nowhere nowhere near as big, you know, because mm. just the way just the way said company is booked. Whereas I think you probably would have more nows of, um, you know, making your roster matter. I will say this about Steve Austin. Would WWE have been as successful? Would have got uh, won the won the war or whatever the however you want to put it, if they didn't let Stone Cold. Be stone cold. No. How much of that? We talk about the uh, the attitude era as a, a big uh, launching point in wrestling. How much of that was WWE, and how much of that was Stone Cold? How much of that was Mr. McMahon? How much of that was uh, The Rock? How much of that were you know what I'm getting at was the Undertaker. How much of that was Kane? How much of that was all the performers? I, I, I'm going a bit off topic, but ha- when does the promotion stop being the promotion and the wrestlers start being who they are in terms of look what I can do on a global platform? Rather than, oh, look, they put me on a global platform. Look what I can do. Is that what WWE have been, were in Warzone or in the Attitude Era? Uh, hmm. 
it's, uh, I, I only put that question big... out because it, it, it really makes you think um, if you look at what The Rock was before the Attitude Era not very impressive well I'm not going to say not very impressive I'm not going to say he wouldn't have been what he was how much of that Attitude Era how much of that prime WWE era was WWE and how much of that was the wrestlers themselves doing it? Mm, I think one I needed think... the other. Yeah. One needed I, the other. I, I mean, look as... well... Go on, sorry, Lewis. No, I think as well, sort of like, to add to your point, one needed the other. I think there was more of a created freedom back then. So, yeah. so somebody somebody like a Steve Austin has been given this given this, you know, ringmaster gimmick. We're making the master of the ring, pal. So million dollar pal million dollar man and million dollar belts. And literally Austin just sort of like goes, it's like, yeah, I'm not really sort of, you know, comfortable with this, you know, wearing the green trunks, you know, can you <laughs> sort of like going this direction a little bit more and they sort of like you know give you a list of names you're sort of like yeah I don't really like that and they're sort of like that that's when they sort of like look to you and sort of like okay can you come up with anything that'll you know come up with anything that'll work and you know the age old the age old stone cold story of being sort of like you know sats uh, having it, having like a cup of tea with his uh, English wife at the time, and his uh, wife just went to him and just sort of like, oh, you better, you know, get that drunk up before it goes stone cold. And he's literally just sort of like, light bulb pop up. So I think it's, I think it's sort of like a fifty-fifty. Mm. I think, I think, like, because particularly nowadays, it's like a case of. This is your gimmick. This is what you're going with. And I think, to a certain extent, you don't have the people in the company that will just be there to go, no. I think that they will just literally go along with it because they've got a job, they're worried about job security, and it's a paycheck. Yeah. Um, Um, on, On top of that... How long do you think that the wrestlers um, that we talked about, like uh, the likes of Adam Cole, the likes of Keith Lee, how long can they last being told what to do? Being told, this is what you're going to say. Being told, this is what you're going to do on a Monday night or a Friday night or what. Or Wednesday, or whatever. At what point? At what point is doing end game? At what point is doing end game? It's interesting to see the AW are coming out and saying, "Oh, we're letting our talent do what they want," or and and then WWE, we're letting them do what they want. Where's doing end game in WWE? That's why I, I, I don't necessarily think NWA were allowing their talent to do whatever they want. I think well, no, you, uh, well, NWA they were allowing them to cut promos that they want. They're not scripting your promos. I think WWE are obviously scripting everything, and 
it's not for everybody. Somebody like, you look at a bad example, but Alberto Del Rio. In the WWE, when he was cutting a scripted promo, when he first showed up, it worked. And then somebody said, oh, no, you can go and be yourself. And he's a raving lunatic. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? It depends who you are. Like, like you take, you, you, if you, you're a raving lunatic, don't fucking give gimmicks. <laughs> don't, but, 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 don't write your own promos. Fuck's sake. It's not just don't write your own promos. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, you had further problems going on. But you know, I, I look, I look at, you look at somebody like the Miz. The Miz, as we've just discussed, as Lewis was saying, great heel promo. I don't think he'd be that good if he was left on his own. I really don't. Uh, cutting a promo. It's just it's just an example that I'm pulling from earlier on. Yeah. M- M- MJF, I believe, could write his own promos. Uh, I won't be shocked the, if he did because but, he's fantastic. But the base, uh, the the base, I might have doubts over, but I could believe if he did write them himself. But but, but that's it. The, the, there's 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 a difference in in. The, the talent is treated differently because Vince, I think, sees it differently. Vince saw Stone Cold Steve Austin cut a promo and they thought, right, we'll hire him. That's how, that's what attracted the WWE to him. Yeah? Because he was cutting promos on, on ECW TV about WCW. But that's not what people look yep. at anymore. Nope. The Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, great promo. But I don't think he'd be as good if he was on his own. Plus, he's not six foot tall, as he claims to be. Hang on a minute. I'm the same size as it. If he's six foot tall, I'm six foot tall as well. So let's just fucking put an end to it. I'm six foot tall. We're done. You're six foot tall and so is your wife. (laughs) <laughs> Why? Have you not got children in your house, Andy? Oh, children. Uh, the dad's this uh, this week. Uh, oh, the, see, the, right. The um, okay. However, they'll be pleasantly <laughs> they'll pleasantly know. That, uh, well, I know one of them listens to this pod- these uh, podcasts that I put out, um, as okay. so does all of his school friends. Um, oh, okay. Jesus Christ! Um, so I just hope he knows that his mum um, is a Finn Balor lover, um, likes up Cassidy. Um, And absolutely terrified of what I'm going to say next. Oh, God, is it? <laughs> I, I, I just said, I, I, whoa, 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 I'll let you speak. <laughs> I just said that, and literally a massive thunder, like, yeah. thunder just like echoed outside my house. I am, yeah. you know what, you're not getting anything out of me because I'm taking that as a sign from God as to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, so essentially, um, continue on, my number two is Arn Anderson. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't care. Natural disasters are happening outside. We don't care if we can pursue it. I think we all know what Andy's going to be dealing with tomorrow morning. Big, <laughs> big, massive sore head. What did divorces cost? <laughs> Everything. Everything. We're not Google. <laughs> Someone set up a Twitter and, and dark Googling. What's his divorce cost? Let's not set up anything about me twittering and, and my name. Please don't. Because God knows what it might dig up. <laughs> For those of you listening who know me before, you know I'm an arsehole, so don't you? There's just, just literally nothing you can say that can make these guys think I'm more of an arsehole than I already am. So. Yeah. Right. Um, we've all covered our lists, haven't we? Yes, we've all done yeah, our lists. Beautiful. Yep. So I think we'll wrap it up there then. Yeah, mine's best. Read. <laughs> I, I have, I'm the master of lists. <laughs> Can I please be the master of lists and not the master of boys? Please, please. No. <laughs> you, were, you were given this moniker, pal. You will stick with it. I'm not an Avenger. I don't need this sort of pressure on me. Uh, please. <laughs> right. Uh, plug time. Plug time. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll plug away. Um, obviously if you're listening to this show on the podcast feed uh, you can also go back and listen to our Lost Art of Wrestlebox uh, lockdown reviews where we'll be in, uh, reviewing great many shows from New Japan Pro Wrestling and the National Wrestling Alliance um, uh, yeah just uh, search for them in this particular podca- podcast feed here uh, I've also started uh, Twitch streaming uh, Twitch game streaming, I should probably say. Mm. Um, I recently started a Let's Play series uh, on the Yakuza Remaster Collection that I got recently. Um, so if you go to twitch.tv slash loggers109, um, I stream when I can, just because it's, everything's up in the air with work at the moment. Um, so yeah, just make sure that you followed on that Twitch account. Uh, and also click the little notification bell uh, to just get notified whenever I go live on Twitch. Cool. Uh, yeah, as usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Gunpowder Treason No Pop podcast, where I play the Dragonborn Paladin Rogar. And yeah, that's me, Billy the Boy Bunkle. Was it my turn? All right, okay, right, okay. Oh, shit. Um, follow, follow my boys at twin underscore thing underscore one and twin underscore uh, thing underscore two. Uh, follow me on Instagram at the real not does. Follow me on TikTok. I am at the annoying husband. I am a hilariously annoying husband, as my wife will surely shout and scream at you all in a minute. No, she's sleeping. Right, okay. Um, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I've got nothing. And of course, you can follow the last out of wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter at LAOW Podcast. 
You can find our sister pods, the Phoenix Pod, and the Lost Art Podcasting on Facebook, on Instagram, Lost Art Podcasting on and on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast. Uh, have I forgotten anything else? Right. No, I think that's it. All right, Goldust. All right, Goldust. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for the Lost Art of Wrestling, I've been AXC. I've been Billy. The boy bungle. I've been the stowaway Lewis Ogden. I've been the real not Daz Anthony Dark, the master of boys. <laughs> and you've been listening. Thanks very much. Woohoo! <laughs> Bye.